This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, Mikey Famine from the Voice from the Underground Podcast joins us to geek out about the season two finale of The Mandalorian. Geek Boner! Plus, Sony pulls Cyberpunk 2077 from the PlayStation Store and offers full refunds. Dennis Villeneuve's Dune may only come out in theaters as Legendary applies legal pressure on Warner Brothers and Rugboys made up some new words. Sloppy John. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Wednesday, December 23rd, 2020. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, the voice of Ezra Bridger on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Hello, listener. What's up? And welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And joining us, of course, is Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Good Earth to you, Imran. Good Earth to you, too. And joining us, very special guest for this episode, co-host and producer, virtual producer, of a voice from the underground podcast listener you may have seen him on the stream it's mikey famine what's up mikey greetings earthlings take me to your leader uh mikey is not imran it's yes i'm here can i help you yes as justin's (laughs) werner would say i will answer all your alien needs mikey thanks for uh hanging out with us i've been i've been wanting you to uh hang come on the show for a while i'm excited i'm really excited i like nerdy stuff and jack stuff yeah see i feel like i found my home when I came, so I met Mikey over at VFU, and I was like, oh, my God, we have a lot in common, and we kind of hit it off right away. So Then you slept with him. Then He kissed my neck. He kissed my neck. I whispered sweet nothings. You weren't abducted by an alien. That was just Imran. Is that a probe? Where's your other hand? Oh, shit. This is also the last episode released in 2020. Guys, we fucking made it. So Ooh. congratulations. I don't know why like everyone's like, oh man, 2020, great, it's over. It's like, it's just a flip of a calendar. If you, you act like everything's just going to go away I in can't, 2021. I can't wait till January 1st. Oh my God. When magically- It, it, it all goes away. Nothing happens. Yeah. yeah. Boo. <laughs> what? So, I just learned that today, yeah. right now. So fuck. Yeah. I was really yeah. excited for 2021. Never mind. I yep. don't think much going to change. All right. Now that I got everybody bummed out, let's get to the fucking news, you bastards. The Jock and Ned Podcast. Yo, there are two big public fucking major fiascos occurring uh, in two huge industries that we cover, and both of them are fascinating. We're going to talk about one, something we ended with the last episode. Uh, Anthony, remember we talked about Cyberpunk 2077? And uh, our No, fr- I don't remember, you, to be you, honest you, with you. You don't remember? I already forgot. You were there. Uh, Was I? Yes, Rugs and I talked mm. about our first impressions. No, I remember. I asked him about yes, it. Yes, and how yeah. you know the the backlash Sony CD Projekt Red was getting from the public because the game was fucking buggy and possibly not ready to be released. Well, the minute we stopped recording last week, I go to the internet and I see articles saying Sony has pulled Cyberpunk 2077 from the PlayStation Store and is offering full refunds oh, shit. to everybody. 
holy fuck rugs you are a resident uh video game expert i can't remember <laughs> yeah barely i use that term loosely but yeah. i can't remember the last time a huge triple a game fucking fell on their face so flat like this this yeah. is shocking it's pretty bad um you know, they basically released. See, what happened is, is that they uh, concentrated on the PC version, and that's still buggy too. Apparently, yeah, it's still buggy, but it's still more. It's it's still pretty playable. Like, there's things that happen, but you, it doesn't stop you from playing the game. But I think that they were trying to create like this four, uh, this four K super fucking detailed yeah. experience, and they oh, showed yeah. only the PC versions. Yeah, and I think they they didn't give a fuck about the PlayStation yep. or any of the other ones because those were underdeveloped. So more people play on those consoles, uh, I think overall than on PC. So like a lo- a large portion of the people who got the game got the game that like no one was actually working on. I mean, I've seen articles you saying know? this game is unplayable. And uh, Mikey Famine, you've been following this story. What do you know about the Cyberpunk? Um. <clears throat> I'm not a huge cyberpunk dude, yeah. but I did think it was, it's, you know, something has gone amiss when they're offering refunds. Yes. That's never good. They never offer refunds. Um, and I, I think, uh, a buddy of mine has the Xbox X and he has it and he said it runs just fine. But I think when they try to make it like backwards compatible for like the PS4 and for the Xbox one, there's no way. Like my my little Xbox One machine can't run that no, game. No, there's smoke coming out it's, of it probably. Yeah, you try to there, play it. it just doesn't have it. I heard people were having like like two minute load screens. Yeah, it's just it was a big game, and they just fumbled it really bad because they have multiple teams working on the, all these other platforms. Nine versions. Remember we talked about they were working on yeah. nine versions at once. And um, yeah, it, it was like. This has happened before. I think No Man's Sky came out and it was okay. incomplete. Okay. And that company took a big shit, but then it, it redeemed itself over time. It released all these patches and it actually became a pretty decent game. This is not the same thing because this game is like completely broken. <laughs> um, like you could play No Man's Sky. There's just nothing to do. Like they've had over promised and then didn't deliver what they promised. This one, the game just doesn't flat out work sometimes. Yeah, like yeah. you'll be playing and all of a sudden, your your shit will just disappear or you'll like, you know, like things will just like appear and re- like guns will disappear from your hands. Like weird shit like you need to do in the game. It's all visual stuff. It's all graphic stuff, right? Because like the game engine is fine, but they did try to run the whole thing 4K. Well, and, I, yeah, and the machines can't keep up with it. I think a lot of it is visual, but it's also, there's also a lot of bugs. It's like, here's, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll explain to you one that's, that really annoyed me. And this has happened like two different times. These are two different things. Number one, the main bad guy that you need to kill in order to progress in, uh, in a story. Um, he is in the elevator, right? And the <laughs> elevator doors op- open. Oh, I've but then seen all of a sudden this. he just disappears. Yeah. So I've now you this. can't beat the level. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't he come does back. Not, yeah. Yeah. You just, you can't do anything. So, so you, you have, have to, to fucking restart. Yeah. So you've killed all of these guys to get to the last guy. And now you're like, you're fucked. Dude, okay. get good. And get good, dude. Rex, <laughs> this is what's been happening to me. Sometimes when I'm in a firefight and it gets really crazy, it'll suddenly go to photo mode. And I did not press the fucking share PS button at all. Like, oh, all right. This yeah. is a good another one that happened. So um, uh, you have a at a, a certain point, you're in a, a, a building. And then all of a sudden, 
you're in a firefight and all of a sudden you're outside of the building. <laughs> no. You don't know how you got there. Oh, God. And you're like, what the fuck? Or, or not only that, sometimes it cuts to outside of the building, but then you're not there. Oh, boy. So you're in the building somewhere and you're the camera's nowhere near you. You don't oh, know where shit. you are. Oh, so it's I've, like if someone just took the camera and like stuck it outside and then and, and you're watching the whole thing. Yeah. How are you supposed to play? You can't even see your guy, what your guy's doing, nothing. You so. have to use the force, man. You got to use you your just eyes. Close, close your eyes. Yeah, I've gotten to the point where I don't know if the thing is a glitch or it's supposed to be part of the game. Like, it's so confusing now. Rugs, on the business side of things, they said that Cyberpunk 2077 has already sold more than 13 million copies oh, since launch, making it one of the best-selling games of the year. But... On the other hand, I hear that they're getting hit with lawsuits from their investors for a bad product, and that's going to cost them about a billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, oh. it's really sad because the game is actually not a bad game. It's not. It's it's a it's a pretty good story. Uh, I read another article saying the game is not even that great, but I enjoyed the story and the aesthetic of the world. Did you finish it? No, I'm still kind of playing through <laughs> it. Okay. But can they reap? Can CD Projekt Red, who got all this good goodwill from Witcher Three, being held? And apparently, Witcher Three had problems yeah. early on before they patched it. This is the thing that's happening more and more often. Games are coming out half baked, and then they're fixing them. And after the people own them, with DLC, and a lot of companies are getting stuck doing that. And it's mostly uh, because people are rushing things. People are rushing things because they need profits and they want to. I knew it was the make- Russians, even when it wasn't. Well, them. it's like. It's this whole idea of like stock yeah, market driven shit. It's like yeah. you have to make something for the quarter and like you, otherwise your stock goes down. And like that's such a dumb way to do anything. Like how do you make something and then you have to make it by this quarter? No, like, okay, if you're making something that's a game that's great and you need more time to make it perfect, otherwise, how are you going to launch a product that's not finished? That's just stupid. So I don't know why it's just, just it. <laughs> Anthony business reaction. Can a company can CD project right bounce back after this big of a fuck up getting, having to give refunds and all this bullshit. They're going to lose um, a lot of money and they lost a lot of good faith. I don't know what trust. their finances look like, but it sounds like this is a really bad thing for them. I mean, you never, as Mike, <clears throat> Mikey mentioned, you never want to be giving back money and all the kind of just the bad press and the upset customers probably that yeah. are, I think involved. people are still going to play this game. I think, yeah, I think that but you never, but you never want to do what they just. I mean, this is like the the worst thing that could happen, probably to their to this. Game. <laughs> Absolutely, this is Death not- Five. <laughs> yeah, so, definitely. But does this mean I get to keep the game and then they'll give my money back and then still provide updates and then I'll just have a working game eventually and no, have my money back? I think back? that it won't work. I don't know. Ever? Don't think- I'll have to rebuy the game. I don't know. If they give you your money back, then you you're even Stevens. If but well, can I still play the game if they refund my money? On I have it. I mean, well, I don't no, know if they refund. But it your doesn't money, work you, when you when you get something and you return it, you give it back to the store. Yeah, but that, this is a digital hundred gigabyte download that's on my Sony PlayStation now. Maybe it won't work. They won't. They won't, it won't handshake. Locked out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. I thought initially I was like, oh great, they're gonna give my money back and I get to keep it. Win win <laughs> no. for me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Listen, you fucked up so much, you might as well let people keep the fucking broken game. Wait, have you ever returned anything? How do, why would you think that? This is not a return. This is a company offering refunds for a faulty product. Generally, when that happens, they say keep the fucking product. You ever bought a mattress online? I don't know. Like, like, somebody, what about go- a car? Re- what about a recall? Do you Google keep the it. car? Yes. 
Yes. You keep the, the part that they need? I, I, I take the, out the, the part, part and I re- return the rest of the car. Okay, there you go. No, but, but digital, <laughs> look, it's a digital product. This is a different kind of, so I don't know. I was, I Someone's got to look this up. Yeah, there's no clarity. Probably, I probably don't know what the hell I'm talking about. There's so, no clarity. Whatever. Listener, do you know? Let us know. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. It's lots of fun. It's closed. It's exclusive. Mikey Famine, I invited you, and now Mikey Famine is in there. You can come hang yes. out. Yeah. You'll meet a lot of nice geeks there. So welcome, Mikey Famine, to the <laughs> a group. A lot of nice Geeks. Nice geeks. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What would, Prepare uh, for the memes. Compared to, you know, nasty there are fewer geeks. and fewer nice geeks out there. <laughs> uh, Anthony, uh, yeah. here's, uh, let's talk about the second big public fiasco going on, and this is the continued backlash against Warner Brothers after them yep. deciding to release everything on HBO Max. Uh, you sent me an article. It looks like what we, you said last week, not all the movies are going to make it to HBO Max, are they? No. Well, so little little background on this WB's decided to release all their 2021 releases same day on HBO Max and in movie theaters because they were copying the Wonder Woman lead that they had uh, already started on Christmas or this upcoming Christmas and uh, what's different about those movies first off they as I mentioned as we've mentioned in previous shows they didn't tell anybody they just kind of did it yeah that's a big fuck up right there yeah why it worked for Wonder Woman is basically Wonder Woman, everyone had incentives, and they basically went to Gal Gadot, Patty Jenkins, whoever else was involved, and went, this movie, if there was no pandemic, would have made a billion dollars. Absolutely. So they're like, we're going to pay you as if it made a billion dollars. So they just wrote them a nice check. No one at Wonder Woman was was pissed off. They got got paid. They didn't do that for all these other other movies, and... The what they're coming back with after announcing this is a lot lower than all these uh, people were expecting. And Legendary basically said, we're going to sue you. Oh, shit. And from what I read from John Campia, Legendary has a good case to win. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Dune, which is going to be out in the fall, is going to make it to movie theaters. Only and not do day and date and not with do HBO yeah, not day, And Godzilla versus Kong is going to is supposed to be in the spring. Apparently, Netflix had offered Legendary $250 million to yep. put that on their streaming platform. So Legendary is like, you got to hit at least $250 million or else we're taking you to court. Warner Brothers this. blocked that. The get Them getting they $250 it, right. from so Netflix. So that's why they're coming yeah. back to Warner Brothers and going, you have to you, at least, you fuckers. if not more. You, yes. you give. And there's another movie I think Will Smith is doing. King about, Richard. Uh, yeah. King Richard yeah. about the uh, the Serena the Williams sisters. Their dad, yeah. And he has something written in his contract because he has an exclusive deal with Netflix to do streaming stuff. Yeah. That this movie has to be in yeah. theaters. Yeah. So there's going to be some stuff with that. And by doing all of this with Legendary, all these other movies and artists well, slippery slope is are also going to be yeah. like, wait a minute. What the fuck? No, this isn't as rigid as we thought. We thought we were all going on HBO Max. So yeah, there's a lot of fallout from this. And let's not mm. forget Dune. Denis Villeneuve is, is, is uh, packaging Dune as a two-part you know, thing for the book. And it's an epic big screen thing. That's how he shot it. Uh, but this is the 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 threat to sue is very interesting. How quickly fucking Warner Brothers oh, caves opening even more fucking uh, cans of worms for them. Uh, Mikey Famine, what are your thoughts? Did Warner Brothers fuck up, or are you happy as a consumer that possibly getting seventeen first run movies day and date at the same time on HBO Max? I'm a little torn, right? Because I do want to watch movies. I think I think we can all agree that we want to see the new f- movies when they come out. But I definitely don't want to go to a theater. 
Yeah, not right. now. Yeah, not right now. Um, anyways, but I also don't want um, people to, as an artist, like I really feel bad for people getting the shaft when they spend all this time, money, effort, and talent to do something just to get boned in the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, oh, yeah, can yeah. I make a, a, a counter argument for sure. this? It's a fucking pandemic. Yeah. It's like not anyone's fault. Like this is what's going on. And every, everybody's losing money. Like every like, restaurants yeah. are losing money. All these businesses. So these guys can't lose money. Like what the fuck? That's well, weird. It's not the fact that they're losing money. It's the fact that Warner Brothers did this without talking to their constituents about this. Yeah, no, they, that it, they was, released it. Yeah. We agree that that was fucking stupid. I, I think if they would have negotiated behind the scenes and and worked some of this out with all these theaters, you know, and, and gone to them and be like, hey, it's a fucking pandemic. Like we know, right. we don't know how much this would have made, but it's not going to make a lot if we go out in the movie theaters right now. You know, yeah, I think if they would have, you know, worked this out, but they had, you know, I think they wanted to, they wanted to make a splash on their on their platform, and, yeah. and now they have to work it out with pissed off people. Yeah, they're all going to eat shit. That's, I mean, that's that's the truth. It's like the this environment is is not uh, good for any of this shit. And what are they going to do? Like, just hold them and then have a a pack. When are they, how are they going to release these things? They're going to be. They have all these movies already lined up for like two or three years. When are they going to squeeze them in? Are they going to really have the um, breathing room to make money like they would in a normal market, even if there was no pandemic? So like every they have to just uh, the reality is they're going to eat shit. So, um, you know, we can't stop that from happening. I guess the guy Keelar felt pressured, like the quicker you can make a decision on this, the quicker you can kind of start to look at the future could it be handled better? Absolutely. But at the same time, these are unprecedented. Here's another fallout situation. Sony is now saying, oh, a bunch of directors are very interested in working with us. They're like, yeah, we don't want to work with Warner Brothers. Uh, what do you got going over there, Sony? And I mean, Sony, Warner Brothers, they're both like studios that have made crazy, stupid, dumb decisions and have, have a, a well, buried track record. Sony needs some uh, a shot in the arm, so this yeah. could help. Especially after Cyberpunk. Yes, after the Cyberpunk <laughs> debacle, which is also I mean, they, they've they Warner Brothers has put themselves in a position to be kind of persona non grata amongst the industry. So we'll see how they bounce back from it. I mean, sure, they it'll eventually probably all get worked out, but they're gonna have to cut some big checks, I think. But yeah, what's stopping anybody else from suing now? Like they just they gave you the fucking. Well, Legendary move. was a was a unique thing because they financed the legend. Yeah, Legendary financed those movies so they were Mm. they had a unique written uniquely written contract you know more so than like warner brothers financing their own stuff can i ask two questions go ahead sure um how much is hbo max 15.99 a month it is the most expensive of all the streaming platforms it's 14.99 yeah and and would it be so bad that once this pandemic has cleared up yeah would it be so bad if we got like six movies a month for like 2023 i think that'd be a badass year uh, you mean in theaters right oh yeah like if they just if they just started dumping all this product on us that they've been making in this like uh in these dark times like i would definitely start going to the theaters again if every other week there was a badass movie coming there, out there absolutely will be with the backlog i mean marvel's releasing four movies next year six movies the following year that's on top of tv series is everything that's going to get pushed back like you got to imagine there'll be three blockbuster movies every goddamn weekend uh that's that gonna be been, awesome that they've been sitting out. speaking of hbo max do you have it mikey famine 
I do not. Oh, because Wonder Woman 84 will be out when this show releases. Uh, people will have seen it. Are you uh, so you're probably not going to watch it? Uh, I didn't watch the first one. I kind of fell asleep. It was kind of boring. Well, wow. oh, well, listen, we'll get into that. And uh, the the Rotten Tomatoes for Wonder Woman 1984 now, we checked it last week. It was like 80-something. More reviews coming mm-hmm. in. It is at 75%. It has Ooh. dropped the average rating 6.6 out of 10. Uh, this movie did come out a week ago overseas, internationally, in China, other markets. Did not do that well. It opened to 38.5 million overseas which uh is not the greatest variety says for the domestic opening warner brothers is reporting that they've done 4.3 million in advanced ticket sales already insiders believe a five to seven million opening weekend is probable wonder the first wonder woman 2017 opened to 103 million dollars so they're going from 103 million to a five million dollar opening but china it didn't do well um at all and the you know the uk just shut down again everything so tier four everybody's tier four now that's also uh hurting it but i'm excited to see it we'll have a review next week uh speaking of the first movie i found this article where patty jenkins is talking about how the ending of the first wonder woman which was Remember the handlebar mustache guy? Spoiler alert. Uh, handlebar mustache guy. Where is it? Spoiler alert. Handlebar mustache guy is Aries God of War. Wow. Okay. Didn't see that coming. And it's a big fucking CG Snyder battle on a dark screen. Uh, apparently, Patty Jenkins now saying Warner Brothers demanded that ending to go in the movie, even though critics did not like it when they screened it. She wanted a smaller, more intimate ending. and They wanted a big thing. And... Mm. The sad thing is, Mikey Famine, that movie, if it wasn't for that ending, that movie is is very good. It's almost near perfect, I would say, if it wasn't for that ending. I don't think it's the fight between Ares. I just think it's they did some cheesy-ass shit during it, and that's what made it seem overdone. The, two, two, two things yeah, on that. Yeah. I'll comment as well on the ending. I don't necessarily mind the, the spectacle of it, but the the ending itself goes against the entire plot of the film yeah. which was that uh like there is no good or there is humans can't be just boiled down to bad or good and if you erase one thing then everyone turns good right they're a lot more you know gray than yeah. that and then the ending comes down to just battling a, a bad guy it's just trading so, punches yeah it simplifies right. it so and and then they battle the bad guy and then the war ends it's like oh wait it is that simple or it isn't <laughs> anyways um, <laughs> nothing like Patty Jenkins just throwing her bosses Jesus, under the bus, yeah, huh? Yeah, so I, I find that to be actually kind of rude. Like this is the these are the this is the group that's paying your checks, and you're just gonna be like, eh, it was their fault. Just don't comment. She doesn't give a fuck. She she's have a little. Tech. She's going to Disney to make Rogue Squadron. She's set. She's like, what the fuck? And now it's like, I don't know. She's. I saw another article. She's like, I don't know if I'm gonna make Wonder Woman three. Warner Brothers pulling all this bullshit. So yeah, it seems a little. It seems a little rough. A little raw. <laughs> Yeah, WB is not winning anybody. Over. Yeah, uh, I guess so. I guess I guess I guess if it's in reaction to all this other stuff. Although, again, she got I think she got paid as if the million got made a billion dollars. Oh yeah, she so definitely she should. Yeah, you know, she made out like a man. This is, this, is the, this is the group that's paying you. I don't understand why you you never throw your bosses under the bus publicly that you're still working. Wow, for them. she does say the ending of '84 is uh, better and that she likes it and it's what 
she wanted and it's more character driven, whatever. But yeah, she's just we'll throwing, I mean, Warner Brothers is getting so much shit thrown at him. She's probably like, eh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to throw him on the bus here. I, that was not my ending. Fuck you guys. With, with all this stuff flying at Warner Brothers, all I can say is Michigan J Frog would never. Oh, he's uh, he's singing and dancing in his little tuxedo and cane and top yeah, hat. He's very classy. This, <laughs> this WB is very frog. different. Yes, his that was the old school WB. <laughs> uh, I got one Marvel MCU piece of news from uh, Kevin Feige, who shared some details on the Moon Knight and She-Hulk uh, in this interview with Emmy magazine. The Moon Knight stuff, he said, isn't really a surprise. He says Mark Spector will be an action hero. Jumps out of buildings, gets into fights, Egyptian iconography, but, and mental Mm. illness. The She-Hulk stuff, he has confirmed that She-Hulk will be a half-hour legal comedy, something that Marvel Studios has never done before. Oh, shit. So what are we, we're getting like an alley, we're getting like a night court with uh, She-Hulk? What are we getting? Half hour? Is there, is it going to be a laugh track? What do you think, Ruggs? Is this a good move? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I mean, She-Hulk, I don't know. It'd be weird. But maybe I'll be wrong. Um, have I been wrong a lot? I don't know. No, you're not. You're sometimes, rarely, never. I'm always wrong. Jesus Christ! Don't I mean, don't kiss his ass on the show. Everyone's wrong. Everyone, yeah, I mean, I'm saying I've been wrong at least. I'm gonna say at least twenty percent of the time. I like that Imran talked himself out. He's like, yeah, sometimes. Wait, no, no maybe not. You? Uh, actually, you're never wrong. I'm wrong. I'm, he talked himself out I'm of wrong insulting wrong. you in his own way and then insulted himself. The confidence on this man. And you see my insecurities? It's called seppuku. It's yeah. comedy seppuku. He falls on his own blade. He didn't know what to say, so he just said everything. <laughs> if there's a psychiatrist listening and can explain this to me, I'd just write in. Show at jockandnerd.com. Uh, Mikey Famine, you are excited for these Disney. Do you have a Disney Plus? Let me ask. Let's start there. I do have the Disney Plus. Are you excited that there's actually going to be some new shit? I mean, we did get a second season of Mandalorian, but they need to start putting more shit on the Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm I'm very confused because I love lore. I love stories. I love characters. Yeah. I love to see them grow. But I can't do the 38 different Batmans, the 500 <laughs> different Superman. Like, I drink too much to remember all of that. So, um, She-Hulk is Hulk's uh, cousin? Yes. Who is she? Bruce Banner's cousin, Jennifer Walters. Look at, look at me go. Look at that. You got Nailed it. it. You got I it. pulled it out of the air. She's a lawyer, and then she becomes She-Hulk, and sometimes she's lawyering as she's She-Hulk. So wait, she's going to be, like, giant? Like, she's going to be, like, a big old scary lawyer? She should be a large green... I think six, seven, well, right? Yeah. Like, okay, well, John Byrne had a run in the 80s yeah. and the 90s where um, She-Hulk was a, a kind of a comedy comic, and it, it was, like, breaking the fourth wall, and it was kind of like that. But um, she's evolved into more than that now. Yeah. She's evolved okay. like past that. But so we're going backwards. But I mean, it's OK. It's her roots. It's They're okay. using that comic run as the inspiration for this half so, hour. I mean, and she, and she, def- she defends other superheroes in court. Right. Is so, that a thing or is that something that Kevin Feige said? Uh, yeah, that yeah, she might, does. Yeah. She does all kinds of stuff. I mean, but, so so what we're getting out of this is a Disney court show. Yeah, Disney half-hour legal comedy court show. Allie Yee. McBeal, and she's green. I don't know. Okay. I, Allie McGreen. Allie McGreen, yeah. I will give them credit. They're, they are, these are all different shows they're giving us, from WandaVision I mean, to Falcon. And is now there still like a court show? I mean, there's Law and Order. 
That was still that's on. still on. It must be. I don't know if they're making new ones. There's no way that got canceled. That none of us heard about it. Twelve versions of that show. Murder She Wrote. I still watch. Oh, that that's now. still right after Matlock. Yes, Matlock. Yes. Yeah. Wait, Columbo. The Rockford Files. Columbo. Just, Rockford Files. Col- just one more thing. One more. I thing. love Peter Falk when he did that. Uh, I got one more question. <laughs> Fucking Columbo will always get you with the one when you think he's done and you've gotten yeah. away with it. He'll get you with the one more question. Ooh, one more question. Uh, he was great. Yeah, all those uh, shows are relevant and topical. Absolutely. If she if she if she talks like Columbo, I will watch it every week. <laughs> She's not a detective. She's a lawyer. I don't care. Okay. Anyways, we will see uh, Tim Roth, Abomination, and Mark Ruffalo, and probably other cameos uh, in the show. Uh, listener, visit our shop to buy some Jock and Nerd shit. We have a lot of and actual actual clothes too, but there's shit also. No, you could get a jock and nerd mask, a hoodie, a tumbler. You could support the show, uh, promote the show, show your love. Visit jockandnerd.com slash shop. It's our T Public shop. Lots of fun stuff there. Uh, Wear me. Yes, you can have rug boy all over your face and chest. Whoa, <laughs> I like that nice. idea. Yeah, I'm wearing I'm wearing rug boy right now. I'm actually I have a rug boy shirt on right now, rugs. I have you on I, my chest. I'd fuck me. I'd, uh, <laughs> got you on my man boobs, rugs. You one <laughs> one eye on each nipple. Oh, Puts the lotion you. in the bath. <laughs> what was it, Clarice? I'm rubbing Imran's nipples. You're rubbing so gently right oh. now. Everyone, start rubbing yourself. That's the chafing I'm starting oh. to feel. Gold How bond. do I feel you your gold chafing? Bond. Gold bond. Gold bond does. How help. am I feeling? You're changed. I'm not changed. I feel your changed. It's, it's a gold bond callback. Don't worry. I thought there was going to be. I thought there was going to be a big discussion on the boards. There was. <laughs> gold bond. I was really oh, upset about bond. that. <laughs> Last thing, Anthony, you sent me the trailer for the long-awaited sequel uh, to Coming to America that is also called Coming to. America, oh, but it's oh, the number two. You see what they did there? Ooh, yeah, coming clever. to America. This will come out March 5th. Uh, another movie got sold to Amazon. Had to figure out what to do and pivot. And it was supposed to come out in the theaters. And they're like, fuck it, sell it to Amazon. Uh, I I love this th- trailer. I was laughing my ass off by the end. Who's excited for this? I mean, they did like every character in the trailer. <laughs> every character. Every character movie. that Eddie Murphy and Arsenio are going to play. Uh, coming back. I, I've always lo- anytime coming to America was on regular TV. You remember those days when you just flip on yep. a, a channel and it happened to be on a movie you liked. Coming to America was one of those movies that yeah. I liked. L- love that movie. I-, I wouldn't say I'm like highly anticipating this, but I'll definitely watch it. I do have one thing to say though. In canon for the in the in the coming to America canon. Okay, yeah, give us the canon. Those dudes in the barber shop. Yeah, they should be dead. They should be dead. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> they were all old. like 60, 70 ah! back when that was in what the eighties. Yeah, now it's like forty years later. No they way. should all be, and they all look exactly the same. <laughs> That's the funniest part. Eddie and Arsenio Hall are older as the main characters, but the barbershop guys are. They don't. They didn't even need to put makeup on them. No, they already. They could, yes. Now let me hold on. Let <laughs> yeah. me speak up for the black delegation yeah, yeah. here. Okay. Black don't crack, baby. That's right. That's true. You're not gonna look. They're 138 years old. Yeah. Each one of them. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why that's, that's a the best no problem. That's pretty much the best answer you're gonna get. That is that's true. <laughs> yeah. I that's mean, you same. just okay. gotta go with it. Yeah. All right, dude. You're 172 years old. <laughs> I was each. <laughs> I was dying at the end when he's like, "What's up, Hotel Rwanda?" I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> Mikey, did you watch this? What'd you think?" I I watched it twice. Oh my god, because- so funny. And I have a I have a small confession to make. I don't want please black listeners don't take my black card away. I don't know if I've seen 
Coming to oh, America shit. from from start, start to, to okay. finish. Yeah, no, that's hmm. fine. I've always seen it in different bits, so like I know the movie, but I've never seen the movie. I have movies like that, uh, and I'm gonna rewatch this because I haven't sat down and watched this thing in years. So, wait, let, let, let's just r- real quickly, yeah, maybe like. Ten seconds. Yeah. So I guess the plot is he has a kid in America and it, he has to go back. And so it's is that what it is? It's just like the Borat, the fucking Kevin Smith movie, the oh, yeah. uh, Bill and Ted. It's the second generation. It's the kids, and he's got to go to Brooklyn this time and find his kid. It's the same thing everybody else is doing with these. But returns. how did he? How did he have a kid? I don't know. In, <laughs> wasn't royal he, penis was clean? Yeah, I thought I thought he was like a stand up dude. He right. was only going for the girl, that one girl. But he banged someone else. Maybe he banged the sister. But wow, the royal that, penis was clean. Yeah, I was. Uh, wow, that that really just ruins whatever the guy's name was. Hakeem, <laughs> Hakeem, Prince Hakeem. Yeah. he was such a good guy to have a kid out of wedlock. Come on. Oh, maybe they'll explain it. I'm sure there'll be some kind of fucking crazy explanation. I love it's gotta how, be Arsenio Hall's kid. I love how Zamunda looks like fucking Wakanda in these fucking in the beginning here. Like they got Hell a lot yeah. more money in this movie than they did in the first one. I like that Wesley Snipes just is acting like a fool <laughs> in this trailer. Yeah, great, great cast. You have uh, Leslie Jones, Wesley Snipes. It looks hilarious. It's another one. I'll pay 20 bucks for this on Amazon when it comes out. Sure. Absolutely. Are they, are they doing, is that what they're doing? Or are they yeah. just releasing it? Oh, okay. I so think it's, it's oh, well, I don't know. It may be just an Amazon movie. That is a good, it says coming to Amazon. So it may be for free. Yeah. Hmm. It's not, I think they Ah, no, I'm so confused because they did that with Borat. They just released it. So right. if Amazon has bought this, they're just going to release it. I'm, That's what I think. I'm guessing. Yes. But then, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it either way. Yeah. Palm Springs, was. did you have to pay for that? No, that was a no. Hulu movie, and it was free with the Hulu subscription. Oh, that was Hulu. Yeah, Never that mind. was Hulu. It wasn't Amazon. The only thing we paid for was like King of Staten Island, but that was early when it still had a theatrical release. That was still the old. That was when people still had money. Yes, it was the old, in the old world, was still kind of hanging on. Before <laughs> these stimulus checks tried out. What stimulus checks? Not anymore. Exactly. Fucking hell. All right, look. We're we good. call those the beginning times. <laughs> the, the old world. The old times. Remember that, fellas. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, play some promos, and come back and geek the fuck out about the Mando Season 2 finale right after this. After these messages. Hey guys, this is Venice, and I've got a message from a friend of mine about my favorite podcast. It's your boy, Flavor, Flav, and Full Effect. Check this out, everybody. I want y'all to go check out TJ. What's good, everybody? TJ Johnson here from Voice from the Underground. I am the most handsome. Big ass. And I'm smoking my cigar, of course. You know what I'm saying? The Josh. You pick me up in an Uber and a PT Cruiser, I'm calling Lip. Because <laughs> <laughs> they be fighting the power, talking about social issues, politics, you know what I'm saying? And we're not even that good. Right, we're terrible. Terrible. Tangents <laughs> all over the place. And not only that, but they be keeping the fun with the sports, music, comics, and movies too. Am I allowed to I talk? Think, I think, no, not right now. Shut up, just... colonizer! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You on Twitter at VFU Podcast. So you can find them, you can find them. So check one, two. This is Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy! Okay. What Flav was trying to say is, check out Voice from the Underground on your favorite podcast network. Voice from the Underground. Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Aisla. And together we are the hosts of the Bicurian Podcast. Bicurian is our answer to the polarizing culture we live in. Tired of feeling under siege and looking for ways to get involved? 
then come be a part of a different way of thinking. Everything from politics to geek culture to current events that polarize us as a society, we explore multiple ways of looking at things. Please check us out at bicurian.com and follow us on your favorite social media platform of choice. Listener, if you enjoy the show and want more show, you want bonus audio and you want to support us, join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jock and Nerd! And for as little as $3 a month uh, membership, you get access to a bonus RSS feed with bonus content the shows come out early there's a jock talk movie reviews lots of fun stuff uh now there's monthly and annual memberships so you can pay once a year uh new content this week i did the what we're just going to talk about right now my mando season two finale instant recap reaction the night it came out that was a hard one to stay away from spoilers all fucking day because that friday it was just if you hadn't watched the show right away uh that was it so i managed to not get spoiled that was good, but join today, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Let's get to the Mando last time. Come on, baby. Do the magic hand thing. We've made it to the end of season two, The Mandalorian, episode eight, chapter 16, titled The Rescue. Here are your spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This episode written by John Favreau and directed by Peyton Reed. Anthony, give us uh, the layman's uh, recap. The Jock Reek Star Wars recap are always great. So in this one, they form a team. The Mandalorian deforms a team. Avengers. Yeah, it's like, shut up, Imran. Avengers assemble. With other Mandalorians. uh, uh, What's her name? Cara Dune. Yeah. Uh, Fennec, Boba Fett, and uh, I mean, who else? Bo-Katan, Casca Reeves. Bo-K- no, yeah, I, I, those Mandalorians, yeah. F- convenient, though, that they, the two Mandalorians are women, but the guy that was like a Mandalorian, he like, just gets he like, written off. off. I don't know why. That's that kind of strange. <laughs> Anyways, they form a team. They jump into the, the Death Star, or maybe not, it's not that Death Star, some, some bad ship, an evil ship, and Boba Fett distracts everyone so that they can come in the girls are like the big distraction while mando sneaks in but uh he fights moff gideon he fights the dark troopers the dark troopers are really evil and really tough they finally get baby yoda baby yoda or or grogu sorry um but they're trapped dark troopers are back they're gonna fucking get them and then Luke Skywalker shows up looking like a video game. Okay, a little bit, yeah. His face looking like a video game, <laughs> yeah. looking like uh, Nintendo 64 Luke Skywalker. Oh, shit. Oh, um, shit. And he saves the day, and, and the internet goes wild. <laughs> yep. Mando takes off his mask. There's an emotional moment, and then they tease at the end some show with Boba Fett about books and stuff. So there you go. <laughs> Books and Boba Fett. I love the jock Star Wars recap. Uh, look, I'm going to jump right to the fucking thing. Rug Boy, at what point did you wet yourself when you saw that X-Wing fighter uh, I uh, immediately up? saw R2 on the top. Oh, yes. I was like, oh, it's, it's going to happen. But then, Me too. even Mikey though I saw too. it, even though I saw it, yeah. I, I told myself, no, nah, they're going to do a switcheroo. <laughs> like, they're Me not going to give that. They're not going to do that. Like, they're going to have to fucking do some, some weird ass computer graphics or something. And I'm like, they're not going to do that. 
And they did that. And it was the most obvious <laughs> choice, but I felt the same way. I was like, there's no way. Then I was like, oh, fuck. I saw the green lightsaber. You see the cloak. You see the glove on his hand. I'm like, oh, shit. They're fucking doing this. Uh, Mikey Fairman, how badass was Luke, though, at the end of that episode? A lot like Vader at the end of Rogue One. Uh, they, they he, he mows down the dark troopers much Wait, in a similar way. Before you answer that, yeah. Mikey, mm. just so we have a, a litmus test. Yes. How oh, big of a question. Star Wars fan are you or are you not? Well, I mean, to say that I'm a fan is true from a certain point of view. Hmm. What point no. of view is no, yeah. Nothing on the reference? <laughs> on no, the Alec Guinness no, reference? That, that's a from, good reference. Uh, that's a Star Wars reference. Is that a Star oh, Wars? Shit. Okay, see. Oh, shit. See, okay. Exactly. Went right over my head. <laughs> uh, okay, so I think the order of Star Wars fandom from lowest to highest goes like this. It's Anthony at the bottom. Then it's me. Then I think it's Mikey and then Rugboy, but I we could be it could switch by the end. It could switch. I'm, fine. I'm in the top half. Yes. No, the absolutely. dominant half. Yes. Power top. Yes. You're definitely um, power oh. top. Yes. Hey. hey. Yeah. We got some power bottoms though down here. Imran's got some short <laughs> legs, let me tell you. Hey, but I got strong quads, man. I'm a dude. I have quads. a huge slack hole. <laughs> yeah. And Rugs has a huge slack. That connective knee to quad? Oh my god. You can't tell where the knee ends. <laughs> One big bulge. <laughs> This calves put Kevin Hart to shame. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those calves. Okay, now, now you can go back to that original question. Just one um, for the viewer, yeah. or for the listener. Yeah. No viewers here. Fuck that. I forgot the question. Can I get that one more game? <laughs> How badass was Luke at the end? And did you think it was like Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One? I think I think Rogue One was copying fucking Luke. Because Luke is the best. I'm sorry. I know that this will draw a line oh, in the sand between oh, you shit. and a lot of your fans. Yeah. But Luke is the best fucking character. I know everyone memes the no scream. But don't remember. <laughs> don't forget whose fucking show this is. <laughs> I gave you a prequel about my dad so that you would know more about yeah, me you go. when I was born. There you go. Okay. Luke is the real badass in the entire Star Wars saga. And it was nice to see. A perfectly fine rendition. Yeah, it perfectly <laughs> Nothing fine. was wrong with it. It looked it looked just the same as Mark Hamill's regular face did back in nineteen eighty six, eighty four. Yeah, I mean this Something is badass. Like on, on the one hand, it is badass. Luke Skywalker after Jedi when he's kind of coming to his own and he's he's getting uh, more and more powerful. Rugs regarding the CGI. This was actor Max Lloyd Jones used as the body and uh, digital CGI mask of Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill apparently did provide the voice and was on set. Oh, that's this. awesome! So I, I first of all, I'm surprised they were managed to keep this a fucking secret because the minute you see Mark Hamill on set, nobody fucking caught that. Uh, but what'd you think, Rugs? How bad was it? Well, the thing that really bothers me is that I don't think it was that bad. But the thing is, um, I've seen the uh, they use like deep fake technology yeah, to, yeah. to do a digital mm -hmm. mask. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've seen like remember when they had that movie with Robert De Niro on Netflix? What was that called? I, the Irishman. Yeah. The Irishman. Somebody the Irishman. deep faked that. Yeah. And it looked fucking perfect oh they took like, what do you mean they took an actual young dinero yeah, you, and you, put him on yeah there. yeah you know how like um they did it for the movie yeah and then it looked weird yeah somebody deep faked de niro on top of that and it looked better and, and, mm. and it looked like fucking a million times better i'm like if they could nail it on that why couldn't they nail it on this and i'm the idea is maybe it's something to do with resolution like you can't do it in 4k without uh, you noticing it oh, or whatever oh I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe, maybe it's like that next tier of difficulty 
You know what I'm saying? It's that next hurdle. Like, yeah, doing the 1080p, no problem. 4K, ah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I, I'm, I'm just being a, a, I mean, I, it wasn't terrible. It, we've seen better from Disney, Marvel, yeah, yeah. even Lucasfilm. They do this a lot. We've seen it better, well, more well done in the Marvel movies and um, episode it, one and two. Yeah, right. So like we've seen we've seen better. So that's that's why I'm I'm criticizing it. It looked a little uncanny, uncanny valley. I will admit. So I was on Instagram. Yeah. One of my friends, I was flipping through stories. One of my friends who I didn't think was a Star Wars fan spoiled it for me. Oh, so shit. God they damn it. Like, oh, my God. No. Oh, no. Again, I'm not the biggest Star yeah. Wars guy, but I yeah. would have been more excited to see that happen if I didn't know it was happening. That being said, it made me pumped to watch the episode. Where did you hit them when they spoiled it for you? <laughs> well, he's like 280 pounds, a firefighter, oh, and like strong man lifts. Yeah, he can so do whatever I, I didn't he wants. hit him. Yeah. So I actually balls, didn't say anything. His balls are the same size as everyone else. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to mess. I didn't want to mess with him. So I just called him a nerd and yelled at him for a little bit. Anyways, um, I was excited to see it. I mean, it was actually really well done. They built up to it really well. It got everyone super pumped, and uh, I, I liked seeing just the general excitement and a character that I actually know who the fuck is finally on the show. All these other names: Bo-Katan, <laughs> Ahsoka. A Soka Super Soaker, uh, whoever the hell else <laughs> is in this show. I don't know who the fuck we're talking about here. Yeah. Din Djurin, yeah, whatever the yeah. fuck. You so. know Luke Skywalker, though. Luke, Luke Skywalker, though. Skywalker. Yeah, we're back, baby. I know who that R2, is. R two D two, R two D two. Yes, R two D two. Yeah. I almost geeked out harder when I saw R two come around. I was like, oh fucking R two is there too. That's him all now. Well, he's obviously in the X wing. So. Yeah, I didn't. It didn't occur to me. That it would, that's his fucking X-Wing. And, you know, because she's like, oh, one X-Wing? That's great. And the tension building up to that, like, they were fucked. They were backed into the cabin, into the cockpit. There was no way they were getting out of that. Gideon had him. So let's get to Gideon and Mando's confrontation. Initially, I was like, Gideon went down really easy. But I think that was the plan now, wasn't it? Well, yep. I think that he maybe realized at a certain point that he's not going to beat the Mando. Yeah. So he kind of just, you know acquiesced in a way maybe i don't know he got beaten fair and square by mando but yeah i think he wasn't like uh he's he knew that he wasn't gonna get killed by him i don't think he was gonna he, he wasn't gonna get uh, uh murdered by the mandalorian so he's like i'm probably just gonna be able to ride this out let's see how where it goes well, I, th- I think it was like a a win-win right either he beats mando right. or he loses yeah. but then he causes a little riff between bo katan and mandalor in mando so that he can win later. Oh, let's get to that, Rugs. Did they retcon something? The rules of the dark saber. Has this mm. always been what it is that you have to win it in combat? Because they leave this whole thread dangling. Din Djarin is now the rightful heir to the throne of Mandalore and the owner of the dark saber. Well, uh, it's weird because in the in the show that was previous, I think it was on Clone Wars, yes, or Rebels, either Rebels. one of those. I can't decide which one it was, but like Bo Katan got. Got the dark saber from um her sister Sabine, right? Sabine Wren, Sabine. yeah. But she just gave it to her. Yeah, she just gave it to her. She so what was the fuck is this? She got it, and then she said, what? "Here, take it." And then she said, "No, I can't take it." But then she took it, and then she ended up meeting, uh, leading the Mandalorians, and then she lost it. So maybe because she lost it, maybe she thinks it's a bad omen to do it again. We don't know how Gideon got it actually. So, Imran, can I get an oh shit real quick? Oh shit. Maybe Mando didn't know that. He doesn't know how it's no. passed oh, down. Oh no, he So that so so Gustavo Freest, <laughs> I'm sorry, Fring. Mr. Fring, I Gustavo you're Fring forever to me. Gideon put that in his head that that's how it has to be oh. 
passed down. Yeah. And no, and, and, and Bo didn't say anything. Right. But that doesn't mean that she doesn't know that this dude's full of fucking shit. She's just kind of worried about other things. But he could have lied to her mm. or lied to Mando to get him to think, oh, well, now she's going to defeat you in combat. Isn't that right? Yeah, because when they showed up, you see her face and she's looking at it and she goes, what happened? And right. uh, meaning how, why are you holding this thing now? And why is Gideon still alive? My, my novice ass was going, oh, she's going to she's gonna turn bad in this she's gonna have to. I mean, he's like, you can kill her I now. I was waiting for it. I, w- I was waiting for yeah. it. I mean, yeah. they're they're building clearly, in, at least in my mind, to this John Snow type yeah. thing, right? Where I like that. He's the he's the uncr- he's the king that doesn't want to be the he king want type it. shit. Yeah. yeah, the reluctant leader. Yeah, I love yeah. that. He doesn't want it, but she has to be. But well, can't that's they- how they're pivoting off of Grogu, which we can get to later. But well, can't the they just the fight North. and he can just throw the fight and lose and there take it? Yeah, how does it work? Like, know. so does he have to does he like have to die? He, die. he doesn't have to no. die because Moff Gideon didn't die. Yeah. I think I think he was lying about it because I think I think the the canon is true and it can be passed down from person to person and I think he used because he's super cerebral about everything. Yeah. I think he used that to to spare his life in the moment. Where it's like, "Oh, if you if I give it to you, you know, she's just going to kill you for it." And then he's like, "Oh shit, is that how it works? I'm not a real I, Mandalorian." I feel Mandalorian. like that what she's going to say is that she did it once and and it didn't work out, so she's not doing it. She's going to do it the right way this time, and she's going to win it in battle. And that's why she wanted to get it from Moff Gideon. What does the canon say, though? Do you have to win it in battle or no? No, I think that uh, when Sabine Wren tried to give it to her, she she didn't want it. Maybe it could have been for that reason. So um, then she ended up taking it. So well, Maybe uh, to Mikey's point, Moff is just putting that on them like, you better not just give it to her. You better right. do this the old way, or else you're a bitch too. Like <laughs> you're both bitches. Oh, you're not. You're not gonna just give it to her, are you? Yeah, yeah, oh, you, yeah like challenging her me. because yeah. uh, Darth Maul actually ended up getting the dark saber by winning it in battle, and oh. he ended up being the leader of the Mandalorians yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah. that happens what? in in, Clo- in Clone Wars, I believe, right? Um, as I said, I can't distinguish them yeah. anymore. They're both, oh, they're no. both the, they look the same. <laughs> And they're the same people in them, so it's like it's hard for me. They to all remember. look alike. That's fucked yeah, up. They all, all look Star Wars alike. Fuck is yeah. alike. You would you would have to believe Filoni, who wrote that of those other things, yeah. knows what he's he doing. Knows right? the like rules. he wouldn't have forgot. Well, that he wrote that. There's the line. Gideon says though this line. I thought very interesting. He says the dark saber doesn't have power. The story does. Meaning it's mm. just it's like a symbolic thing that you need to get. So I don't know. Maybe he is fucking with them. Uh, before we get to Grogu. I'm going to talk about these dark troopers for a second. Well, I did enjoy the little misdirect when he just like sucks them out of the airlock. And I was like, what? That's it? The fuck? I was like, that's all they're going to fucking do. And then, no, they came back because they are now. The alien queen them. Yeah, he totally did. But there's no human parts. They're like terminators. They still walk really slow. So that's, you know, that's a minus. I don't know how. That's not very efficient. But, uh, but it's scary when someone's walking slowly yes. at you. Have you ever seen oh, that's the worst. Oh, yes, seen a horror, slasher horror film? movie? Yes, I. You okay. see right. Terminator Two. You're right. <laughs> they, even Arnold didn't really walk that fast. I mean, really. But was uh, the Dark Troopers overall? Floppy John. Was it uh, kind of disappointing? Or I mean, that's done. They come in and just get cut down. All that and uh, it's over. Oh, it's I mean they're Terminators. That's all they are. They're just Terminators. They're, they're Star Wars Terminators. I have more questions because there's people who know more about Star Wars, which is rare for me <laughs> in, in in this. So Dark Troopers, they are 100% robotic. At this point in, in the sh- Generation in the show, 3, yeah. he said, yeah, they're version 3. Are- I, I, I think that 
Um, the misdirect is when they were working on those things that looked like Snoke's that were floating in the tank. In the back of the tank, yeah. Maybe those were the previous versions of uh, the Dark Troopers, and then they've kind of... But then they needed a donor. Yeah, why did so, they need the blood from Grogu? I don't know. For the Dark Troopers? But no, all I, I know understand. is that they were, at one to make point... make them Sith Troopers. <laughs> they were cyborgs. First yeah. they were regular people. Then they mm-hmm. were cyborgs, and then, uh, like, ar- they were regular people with armor, then they were cyborgs, and now they've gotten rid of the humans altogether. And this yeah, is the that third was generation. Moff. What did Moff say? Like the fatal flaw was the human part. The human, yeah, the human parts. Yeah. My question is: Can you force sensitive a robot? Can you add force powers? Is that what he was trying, or is this baby Grogu still the the experiment that led to Snoke in the last uh, sequel trilogy? I was asking that question to get to my real question, okay. which is: Ooh. Why is General Grievous so badass and cool? And these guys such shit when Grievous canonically is 40 years before. Rugs? You mean you mean cybernetically? Like robotically speaking? Oh. Because Grievous was a fucking six-armed awesome yeah, motherfucker, yeah. right? And then here's these fucking punks. They get sucked out of an airlock. They don't <laughs> clamp their little claws down and hold on to the hull. They suck. They don't do shit. They just got fucking jettisoned out into the fucking dark vacuum of space. I think it's because Grievous was a badass Sith to begin with. Yeah. So it's not the it's not the it's machinery. It's not the technology. It's 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 the Grievous was just cool. Yeah, Jeevus. Jeevus. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus is ask, cool. Ask Jeevus. Yeah, yeah uh, Grievous was was just badass on his own. So um, I think that he's piloting piloting all that shit, and then he's making it do all mm. that cool shit. So I always preferred Butthead. Butthead over Jeevus <laughs> over Beavis. Hey, Grievous. <laughs> hey, Grievous. Turn it off. <laughs> Shut up, Grievous. Uh, <laughs> I apologize, listeners. I have explosive laughter, oh, and I can't really control it. Uh, so. Moff Gideon is just a dude. He's just a moth. He's not like a fucking Jedi. The other thing I loved, the fucking badass girl troop, the girl group that was mowing down everyone. Uh, oh, yeah. Ming-Na Wen. But they, they wrote out the dude. Like, just don't put the dude in the earlier well, what's episode. What's Boba Fett doing? Boba Fett. No, just... not the Boba Fett. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about the dude that was with those other two girls in Mandal. The, yeah, the... there was three. I forgot about that dude. I thought that Boba Fett was going to swing back in. He yeah. just peaced out. He's yeah, like, he all right, see out. you guys later. He went to Jabba's Palace, which is we'll get to. Is the post credits. No, I, I was fine with Boba Fett. Wasn't Fennec Chan on with them? Fennec so was he, with them, and she went later. Fennec was with so he them, had yeah. to swing back and get to her. get her, yes, that's true. Yeah. But the dude, yeah, that dude. I forgot him. about, fuck that dude. No, no, everyone got so mad about boob armor that, like, you know what? No more man boob armor. <laughs> Female. That man Mandalorian is yes, out of the here. The women Delorians are way more sexy. I'd rather look at a woman Delorean. I mean, they, they, were, they were cool. Oof, it's just, I yeah. was like, why even include the dude in that other episode if you're not going to have any reason why he's not in this one. Dude, Ming-Na Wen, badass like an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She reminded me of Did fucking Agent Did he get Agent shot Ming. in the last episode when Maybe. they were doing that siege or whatever? He, I don't he think wasn't so. hanging out he with was them. Around. He wasn't hanging out with them when he went to the bar to get them. Yeah, he was gone. He was gone. They kicked him to the curb. <laughs> I think he got fired. They're like, uh, they probably found some of his old tweets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, just got rid of his ass. <laughs> canceled. He had some. He had some bad Mandalorian tweets talking about Mandalore. Canceled about. Canceled by the. Force. Okay, so there's two more things I want to talk about. Where, where should we go? Grogu and that post credit scene that also gave me geek boner. Let's let's get to Grogu because I I have I have to get out my other minor criticism. Okay. First off, that was a, a super emotional moment. I didn't cry, but I, I wouldn't blame up. anyone yeah. that did yeah. cry. I was right there. Yeah. But 
Why the fuck you take off his helmet in the other episode? Again? Well, so... Why do that? This is the second time... You undercut that. You undercut that moment by taking off his damn helmet in the episode prior. If this was the oh, first shit. time he ever I took off his helmet saying. ever... I see what he's saying. Oh, fuck. The whole season. would have been so big, but he took off his episode... One episode, one episode prior. But that was a great episode. However, this is the first time. It, Grogu, but that episode doesn't change if you keep his helmet no, on. But Grogu has never seen his face. This is the first time Grogu sees his face. And did you notice he shaved? But not his- that. But it's not that. It's the fact that he. Yeah. He. he it would have been the first time we've ever seen him take yeah, off his helmet. Yeah, yeah. Well, now we know he takes off his helmet. Well, now we know his whole code is up in the air, and he doesn't know what the fuck the Mandalorian code right, is anymore. I think that he he makes a lot of sense by saying it does undercut it. It does. He, it didn't yeah, need it to. Yeah, it does. I never thought about that. You're right. It would have been way more impactful for, oh, yeah. that, for that moment to have just so much more weight. Another thing that I think about is that uh, Grogu is – Seeing him for the first time, and then he leaves. Yeah, like, it's just such a weird so transition. Hi, Dad. Bye, See Dad. You later, and he's fucking <laughs> tearing up. Did you notice that Din Djarin shaved his fucking mustache? He did. Yeah. Why? What? I was like, <sighs> when did you have time to shave your fucking mustache from last episode, dude? On the fucking slave one in the bathroom. What are you doing? <laughs> they have they have a mess hall with the sink. Where? Slave no, one. on the Slave One? He's been on the Slave yeah. One with Boba Fett. When are you fucking shaving it's, your fucking it's, mustache? It's upside down. You have to oh, have your grass right. boots like, Colored his armor. No one fucking questioned that. That's a good point. Maybe they're at the, shaving, same, the same spot. I think shaving your face <laughs> takes about three seconds, and yeah. repainting your armor probably takes about an hour or something. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, this is like Star Wars. They have, like, spaceships. I'm sure they've invented razors. <laughs> oh, they probably have this laser time. razors where you just stick yeah. your face I, in I'm there. sure they're, they've, they know how to use their way around, like, male grooming. Like yeah. I'm sure they figured that out. So you know, your question about the helmet is very interesting because they seem to use this helmet as like a theme and a motif in the episode. If you notice, when he was getting pummeled by the dark troopers, right helmet. in the head, in the face, repeatedly in the face, the head. fucking helmet holds up. You know, his armor is the only thing that really saves him. It's lightsaber resistant. But now here he is, you know, taking it off, showing his vulnerability, and he's not sure what his fucking. It, it, it was still, it was still a really good moment, and it like so symbolizes the fact that like. He has this code, but there are things that are just above even your own personal code yeah. that you can break this for. And it was this kid that like stole his heart. Yeah. So like it, it is still a really good moment. I'm just I'm just saying you didn't have to take off his helmet in one episode. Yeah, prior. Kind That's of, all. Kind of ruin it. So it's what so happens to Grogu now? What happens like, is to Grogu? He, is he going to get killed by fucking Ben Solo? I, oh shit! I, I have I have heard that rumor as well that Kylo. Slaughter. Well, it would make sense, young Grogu, if you follow the timeline. And that's what. Then that's what put um, Luke right over the edge, and he said, "Fuck this temple, fuck all this. I'm done with all this." And then Palpatine's fucking great great grandniece or whatever. Wait, the fuck let she me ask was. Rugs this because I know he's. If that was the case, Rugs, would that make you more accepting of the fact of how they portrayed Luke in the three episodes later? Well. I, this is the like, thing. Could Filoni save it? Filoni, Favreau, Did he save I think it helps. At, at, it helps a little bit, but like at the end of the day, it doesn't because the whole thing that I get pissed off is that Luke decides to try and kill Ben Solo because he has a bad dream. Right. All right. And that's what starts the whole chain of events of Ben Solo going crazy. That's true. He has a vision. So, But, but did he have a vision of the future of him killing Grogu? May, uh, that, okay, that could be because Jedi's are fucked. Jedi sleep all fucked up, and maybe he saw Kylo Ren killing Grogu, and he's like, 
Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. Got to do something about this. Right. But that's it. Just feels retconny. Is this the same Luke or it's a retcon? Yeah, I mean, well, probably, that's probably what they're going to do, right? They're probably not not this specific storyline, but I feel like Filoni Fabro are trying undo to undo it, like in a way, make that look better too by doing what they're doing. Well, there's arguments that it does this tracks in line with the way Luke is in the Last Jedi, disillusioned. He's just had it. Something so terrible happened. So, but at it, this point, he never talks about right. it. He never says what it, it was. It could be this. However, here's my counter to the Grogu getting killed by Kylo: is that Kylo is such a bitch ass. There's no way Grogu is going to be a badass. <laughs> and fun. there's no way Kylo's taking out fucking Grogu uh, in the future once yeah, he's he trained. Eat, he eats the the unborn children. Yeah. Unfertilized eggs. He, I know there, yeah. there was a lot of genocide, hashtag genocides about Grogu. He doesn't give a fuck. Y'all can all calm down. The menace. They were unfertilized. He's a menace yeah, to the galaxy. He, they, needed, <laughs> they needed the other guy to jizz on them. And uh, <laughs> little Bukaki would help. <laughs> yeah, no one complains about Bukaki, but y'all came for Grogu on Twitter, and I won't have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm so curious sad. what happened. Yeah. I, I, is this like. Do we not see Grogu I think, in season three? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think he's we're gone. gone. He's training. I think well, he said, Grogu. I will see you again. Right. But then they never exchanged numbers or anything. Yeah, they never said, hey, I'll give <laughs> well, you my contact your Twitter info at. He just leaves. Meet me at the jizz stream in I mean, five years. What they're probably going to do is you'll, you won't see him season three. He's training. Season four, yeah. Mando's like up against it at the end, and Grogu oh. saves him. Oh, I like that. Get I want there. Grogu to train and come back and be badass. Can I, can I throw out a crazy... Completely crazy theory. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get a young adolescent, like walking, talking Jedi Knight Grogu movie. The fuck? But it's going to be in a while. You can have a spinoff. It show. just doesn't track with his aging, up. though, because like Yoda, it's going to be way. It, he, first of all, if he survives the Kylo thing, right? He has what, to live another years? 200 years before he's like, um, like even a teenager, you know. Yeah. Luke, Luke puts him in a pod and sends him away, just like Kakarot, space aging, just like, just like, just like, um, what's Superman's real name? Uh, Kal El. Kal El. Kal El. Did you call him Kakarot? Like, no, that- Kakarot is Goku. But oh, okay, same, okay. same principle. Okay. They're the gotcha. same character, just east and west. Right. Gotcha. Um, it's. I think that Luke has sent him far away. From Kylo because he had a dream about what he was going to do, and then uh, episodes what is that seven eight nine right. happened yeah and he Grogu could still be he's young Grogu's going to come back he's young then. he's going yeah right he'll be young but I think he's going to be the new leader of the well, Jedi like Grogu's fifty right yeah and so mm-hmm. like just just do he's like three. just so just do like a, a ten multiplier right so he's five. All right. So if he's 50, he's five. So by the time he reaches 15, he has to be hundreds of years for him yeah, to mature. So, yeah. This, so he's, it's this way is, past. Um, it's way past the, the, the sequels, which would be cool that we could follow him without any of the Skywalker saga going on. That's what I'm saying. Like once they're all dead, now they have an. Um, an egg that's been sitting under the hen this whole time. So what he was he now too young to reinvi- take on Snoke and all those assholes? He couldn't even yeah, speak. Yeah, so yeah. But once he's of age and he's talking and he's doing, maybe that's why Yoda talks all fucked up. Yeah, that's probably that's why. one of the last. Yeah. That's one of the last things that develops in that species is like the speech context, syntax, um, uh, part of their brain. So 
maybe we'll get Jedi's again, but much later, and it will all spawn off of Grogu, who got away because Luke saved him. I also, I love the idea of Luke and Jedi. You know, he sees Yoda died 900 years old, and then mm. five years later, he's like, oh, this shit again. I know exactly what this shit this is. Uh, I'm going to go pick this boy up. Like, that's crazy. Can I ask a Star Wars expert something I saw that is not my own um, observation, yes. but sounded cool yeah. and makes me look like I know what I'm talking <laughs> I about? I love it. Mm. So I saw a nitpick that Luke shouldn't have been wearing all black mm. because in The New Hope, he's wearing white. In Empire Straight Back, he's wearing gray. Right. And then in the end, Return of the Jedi, he was wearing black yeah. because he's kind of like, it was like symbolism that he's turning to the dark side. And then after him and Darth Vader make up, the black, like he's wearing gray underneath his black. So that like pops open. Oh. So the symbolism of him turning to the dark side is already gone. He should have been in like all white or all oh, gray. Does that shit. make any sense to you guys? That's interesting. I think he just looks fucking sick well, in black. In the sequels, he, he appears in black when he fights Kylo. Does he? Oh, he does. And and even in Return but, of the by Jedi, by then isn't he already like back to being kind of like shitty? Well, even in Return of the Jedi, he's like, "I am a Jedi, like my father before me." Yeah. He's accepted uh, Anakin as his father. He accepts uh, all of those think, things. Yes. So I don't know though if that imagery I like that fits with his character. I think it's more okay. him embracing Fair. embracing his past and you know yeah. changing. It, it was just a little nitpick that I saw from someone. I mean, but smart. they nailed like the one glove smart. on the one hand because, you know, it gets cut off and he's got a robot hand. It gets repaired and return of the Jedi at the end. You see him wear the glove and he's wearing that fucking glove. Uh, OK, let's get to that post credit scene. They gave me geek tons of geek boner, just Easter eggs everywhere. We are on Tatooine in fucking Jabba the Hutt's palace. Jabba, of course, died in Return of the Jedi. And Bib Fortuna, is, which is a character I had as a toy and he has gained a little weight sitting <laughs> on the too. throne. <laughs> and I had the. Job of the Hut playset too, where the doors open and the guy falls in. Ooh. I had all that shit. Anyways, Bib Fortuna apparently running Jabba's gangster network when like Fennec badly too. Yes, not very well. He, he had no no manpower. There was nobody guarding the door because Fennec yeah. Shin and Boba just shoot everyone. Come in, shoot him. I love the moment where he's like, "Oh, Boba, we thought you were dead. This is awkward." And then he just shoots him. He's like, "Get the fuck off." Sitting on the throne as if to say, I, Boba Fett is now leading the fucking gangsters. And then you see the card, the book of Boba Fett, Christmas 2021. Geek boner. Lots of things to unpack there. But, uh, Ruggs, what'd you think? I love where Fennec freed that dancer. The Twilight dancer finally gets freed. She's been chained this whole time, that poor girl. Well, she got eaten by the Rancor, didn't she? No, that was another one. That was the oh. green one. This is the blue one. That was her, oh, that was her mama. Oh, shit. Did you like seeing the Gamorrean guards in Jabba's palace? I mean, it, it definitely was nostalgic, but like, um, yeah, he's got a lot of history with uh, the crime syndicates, so uh, it's going to be interesting. Is he turning bad? Is he going to kind of like uh, be an anti-hero? Uh, like that's kind of like chaotic good. He's like whatever? the kingpin. Yeah, I mean, he's. Uh, we talked about how he looks out. You know, he's a, he looks out for himself. He's a mercenary, but he does do good. But it's always in his own self-interest. So, and Fennec Shan as his right-hand man. Uh, Anthony, did that do anything for you? Did you even know what was going on in that post credit scene? I was like, oh, okay, they're making another. They're, they they announced one more show that they didn't announce yeah. in that investor yeah, special. Yeah, they were saving it. And I and I listened to Favreau after, and he was he was like, this was the one thing besides the Luke Skywalker stuff. He was like, we wanted to keep this from the investors. We wanted to show this because there was some confusion online of like, is Mandalorian season three the book of Boba Fett? Yeah. But it's not. Uh, they're going to film this, and then after this is out, they're going to release Mandalorian season three. So, um, 
Yeah, I found book. I mean, I found Boba Fett to be an interesting character. I went back and watched some of his stuff in the prior films. Yeah, he doesn't and I was, do much. I'm still like kind of confused at <laughs> how Boba Fett became such a popular character. But cool, I guess it's another Star Wars show, and and they're creating this like interconnected Filoni Favreau yeah, universe Mandalorian with this and universe. Mando and the what the new Rogue or whatever uh, the fuck it is the Ranger, new, the new, new Guardians, Rangers and Ahsoka new Rangers. And then Ahsoka, yeah. So I hope we see Bill Burr back in the fucking Rangers. He would be great. Yeah. Uh, but I love this idea. I think it's going to be like a four-part, you know, mini series where it's the Boba Fett's uh, adventures, and then season three of Mandalorian's got to go back and resolve what the fuck is happening with the Dark Saber at Bo-Katan and the Mandalores. Is Mikey a big Boba Fett guy? Am I a big Boba Fett guy? Yeah. Who's your favorite Star Wars um, character? Oh. Can I say R2 without being yeah, that guy? You can say R2. He's, there's a lot to R2 love about R2. Is R2. That, yeah. R2 is that dude. Yes. Like, he doesn't have all the weapons that everybody else has. He doesn't have, like, opposable thumbs. You know what I mean? He can't, he can't open doors like everybody else. But he has held shit down. Oh, he saved them. For the fucking rebellion. Yes, he saved them several Countless times. Countless fucking times. <laughs> I love how they made him. Like, he's sarcastic. He doesn't. I love that enthusiasm. He, right? Like, he's a big stone. <laughs> but, like, R2, in the beeps they use and C3PO's responses, he's like a little snarky fucking shit, you know? He's always uh, insulting 3PO, and it's hilarious. Uh, he's got so where, much personality. Where would the rebellion be without R two? Well, pivotal key moments. R two D two has been there with Luke Skywalker. Uh, it's saving been him everything. every yeah, time. That's a good point. Every time it's, it's been him. Point. He has saved all you nerds <laughs> from the fucking Empire. You're welcome. <laughs> it's a good point. Uh, I, there's a couple of other Easter eggs. Oh, I had this question. Nobody got killed off. I I thought somebody was gonna die. What happens to we Gideon? We thought Boba Fett was going to go, right? Yes, but then there's a TV show, so oh, that's, not TV happening. Show <laughs> that's not happening. Can't go. Gideon is, survives. What do they do with fucking Gideon now? Uh, and we, I guess the death would be Grogu. Like, we lost Grogu, but he didn't die. So. Oh, no one died. Yeah, isn't that weird? We lost the Dark Troopers. We lost the whole the Dark Troopers. It's, <laughs> just because it's 2020, it's going to be Bill Burr. <laughs> what, who, to die? He's going to get COVID on, or something. On, oh, some no, random disease, person. some shit. I'm saying on the because show. Because he wasn't wearing a mask on uh, Galorian oh, 4. Oh, he's getting space COVID. He gets Star Wars He's going to get space COVID-19, <laughs> and he's going to die. And it's because fuckers didn't want to wear a mask on that fucking dirty-ass planet. That's why on Earth, all of you Earthlings should wear masks. Please. Aliens are... Uh, uh, you don't have to. Aliens are removed from the role. Uh, Anthony Sasha Banks. Uh, apparently, she does a uh, her move, the tornado DDT. She did she? she did it to Boba yeah. Fett in the bar yeah. when they fought. She, she's uh, She's not. She's not. Uh, she's very easy to look at and, and enjoy. That's for sure, dude. That fight was badass too because she had him. That old fucking old Boba was going down, and then double flamethrowers was hilarious because they and all the fucking the the snarkiness between them. And the way Bo-Katan was like, I recognize your voice. You're a clone. He goes, this is my father's armor. She goes, don't you mean your donor? I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that was that was disrespectful. Oh, my God. That, yeah. I was even I even felt the burn there. I was going, what? I was like, hey, 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 hey. Wow. <laughs> no need to get nasty. I was like, this he should have just shown him that like that wrist thing that he has. The that, wrist ro- it, rocket. No, no. Oh, like the, the thing. The, yeah, the, the readout. Yeah, that shows him like his like birth certificate. Yeah, shit. he's like, look, here's my fucking code line right in the thing. Uh, yeah. they didn't care, but uh, so I'm still Boba Fett is is he a he's not a Mandalorian, he's the son of a of a foundling, he's a son. Oh yeah, that's right. Of a but foundling. he's not even really a son. He's, but he's a not clone. a son. Yeah, he's a clone. <laughs> but he so, refers so, to that son uh, that that original clone as daddy. His father. 
Yeah, because yeah, he he was raised by him, like like you know, and he mm-hmm. looks just like him. So he, he would think he was. Yeah, I have a very important oh. question. If I'm a Mandalorian and I clone myself, is my clone a Mandalorian? I think that's the question where everyone's asking yeah, right now. That is a good question. I would I would argue is yes. The clone of a clone still a Mandalorian? Yeah, it's like a it's a, it's the same person. It, we are the well, same person. I, I think this is the deal. I think that. You're either born a Mandalorian or you you convert to being a Mandalorian, right? Which is what his dad did. So yeah. his, his dad converted to being a Mandalorian, and then they cloned him to make an army of him, and he took one of the clones as his son. Right. So it's not even his real son. It's just the clone. It's a copy of him, and I guess it, it's, it is him, kind of, but it's not. So. It technically is him. It's him, but it's... With its own, it's its own brain to think, to make its own thoughts. All right, this is another question. Similar to if I dad. get a degree, yeah, and mm-hmm. I clone myself, does my clone also have a degree? Well, does your clone have the same name? I guess. Then yeah, I think the I think the uh, Michael Keaton movie Multiplicity. I would argue has proved your clone no. doesn't have. The yes, degree. I don't think so. I think they degrade. I think they're not. I just they, think you don't. I think you got to do. You, you got to do the work. If it's the clone. Mm. I think you got to do the well, work. Not, yeah, but we're not talking about we're not talking about like getting a degree here because <laughs> man because Mandalorians are a race, but then it's also a religion and a culture. So if my clone slash dad brought me up on the Mandalore ways, and he's Mandalorian, even though he's a a foundling. How am I not? I think it's a little murky. I think that it probably works out in your favor, but it's a little murky and people can use that against you. It's like the it's like being Jewish. His mother was a Mandalorian. Therefore, oh, yes, yes, yes. He's full Mandalorian on his mother's side. I, I feel like Sean King would be able to answer <laughs> this question know. much better. And oh, you talking about you talking about Talcum X? Yes, <laughs> oh, Talcum X. Oh, is he that, is he a white dude that pretends to be, or or or, mm. or he just? He doesn't pretend to be. He just is all about it. He'll never correct anyone. Well, <laughs> make all of your assumptions. I, I'll never tell. I, you know, to look at it's funny you say Talcum X because I forgot his name, but I remember the Talcum X reference from Andrew Schultz. So that's what I looked up to find out what his name was. <laughs> it, immediately, Sean King popped up. I typed in Talcum X. Talcum it's X. on Urban Dictionary now, actually. Oh. Talcum X. What does it say under we dictionary? Know, we know that we know the truth. Yeah, it refers to white people who are black civil rights activists. Nice. That's oh. a term for that finally. The first time it was used was in reference to Sean King, a Black Lives Matter <laughs> activist whose race has been disputed in the news. It looks by all appearances to be a white man mansplaining the black rights movement. Oh, I think I know who this guy is now you're talking about. I think I, I, I think King? I remember hear, hearing about you him. You definitely know who yeah. he is, and you're like Oh, that's T.I.'s light-skinned cousin. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, this guy. Oh, yeah, I see this guy. Is he I've never him? seen him before. I don't really I don't really see that type of stuff. So. Is Hold he, on, I got you. I got you. Let's, uh, look, John let's, King, Like, he, if you look enough, like squint enough, you're like, maybe he's like maybe. Puerto Rican. Like, the in, way he cuts his mustache. In the black and white photos, it's uh, it helps. That's that's the thing, though. He keeps doing that little skinny-ass mustache, yeah. and that's what keeps throwing people off. <laughs> yeah, it does. Save that shit up. There you go. <laughs> uh, let's Before we rank uh, the, se- the episode, the season, I just want to go around. Uh, Mikey Famine, give me some of your favorite moments, characters, episodes from season two. I'm a little untrained in the modern Jedi arts, and I say that to say that 
I don't know. I haven't watched all of Clone Wars, like the animated thing, and same thing with um, what's the other uh, one? Rebels. Uh, Star Wars Rebels. 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 I'm not completely caught up on all yeah. of it. Did so, it matter though? Did it hurt your enjoyment? No, I loved everything. Like I loved everything, and then like every little bit that I caught and gleamed even a, a bit of a reference off of was was perfect. But the gray Jedi's have been like rolling around in the tumbler for like years, and to see one with Osaka, I think that yeah, Osaka was that was a fucking great episode. Yeah, that was my shit. Rug stand out for you. This season gave us fucking everything. And then remember before I was like, is there going to be a surprise? There was a fucking surprise. There were so many uh, just great action sequences. Um, or effect sequences. I mean, I wouldn't say the episodes were great, but those moments were great. Like, you know, the uh, the monster in the first episode. Great uh, Dragon was episode great was great. Great Dragon. Yeah. Then you had another monster, the giant spider thing. Yeah. Then you had like, oh, yeah. you had those cool chase scenes. Like one in the, uh, one was a space chase and the other one was a, uh, w- w- with the speeder bikes. Yeah. yeah. That was fucking a great action yeah. sequence. Yeah. Uh, you had the siege on the ship. That they were trying to take down with the with the Mandalorians, so you had so many great like high quality production value uh, sequences there. Great and, shootouts uh, too, shootouts to space fucking wars. The Ahsoka episode was a was kind of like for me the least like Star Warsy episode. It looked like something different. Yeah. It looks like a Kurosawa film or something like that. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, with the yeah. fucking fighting it, with the spear and the fucking dual dual wielding. It works. Oh, that was amazing. It works. Yeah. So I did like that too. I mean, there was a lot of great things. So uh, I did enjoy this season immensely. And you know, to top it off with like so many characters from the old stuff coming in, references coming in. You got the fucking the the fucking slave one. You got the X wing in there. You got. The thing is, like, this show has gotten its criticism by a lot of people saying it's just like this basic ass show and, you know, it's not really that great and people are blowing it out of proportion. But, you know, when you have such a dismal fucking three movies <laughs> yes. that like, that kind of like don't do anything interesting, like, I mean, look, boil, let's boil it down to the, like, just its bare essentials. You're getting to know about the Mandalorians, which we didn't do on a big level except for on the animated shows. All right. They took a character that everybody had a response to their the costume and that was like just the costume alone, like piqued people's interest. And then they developed this whole kind of Spartan, uh, you know, warrior tribe uh, aesthetic to. And there's, you know, there's factions, there's this and that, there's the rules, and it creates some kind of interest and some kind of thing. And there's all these, there's all this other lore that's now being put in. So is it a basic show with just high production values? Yes. But does it add a lot to Star Wars? Is it is it expanding the universe? Of course it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. I mean, what did we get new in those three sequels? Nothing. You just, you didn't really get anything new. This is at least something new. It's a new you're getting to see different sides of the galaxy, different uh, different ways of people are like you get to see a ranger, you get to see this, all these different uh bounty hunters and all these things. So it is adding a lot to Star Wars. So is it the best is it like is it like Game of Thrones level like characterization and 
or like whatever. Like there's so many other shows that do other things better, but this does Star Wars good. And that's what all that matters. This is Favreau did what fucking Abrams was trying to do. This is how you do fan service properly and reward viewers and respect the tradition. I don't give a fuck about any of those characters in the new movie. Honestly, if we never see any of those fuckers again, it wouldn't matter to me. The, I, the characterization we've seen on this show, uh, this season's episode seemed to got better and better. And yeah, I loved, I loved the Bill Burr episode. I love seeing Boba Fett. I love seeing Ahsoka Tano and the resolution of Grogu. Just fantastic. And Anthony, did this end on a high note for you? Did you feel the episodes are getting better? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought by the end of it, like I mentioned, we finally got someone I know. Yeah. So I was yeah. going, oh, great. Let, let's just let's just ask one simple question. Yes. Uh, the entire sequels, all right, you had uh, Kylo Ren was the main bad guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, yes, he was a conflicted bad guy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But isn't Moff Gideon, he's not even a Jedi. No, he's and he's cooler. way more menacing and dangerous and villainous. Yeah. Like, Gustavo Fring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck with Giancarlo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just like, just the performance of the character and just the fact that this guy is on his game. He's not a little bitch. He's not punching things. He's not I love like, where he was like, by the way, uh, I know everything you're doing. I've been tracking you. Uh, what, what, was, what was really like, as uh, this novice that doesn't know shit, what this what they did really well is they made you invest in the characters first and then got to the fan service stuff later so that by the time yep, they got to the yep. fan service stuff i went oh like i actually was interested in figuring out okay what does this yeah. have to do with whereas yep. if they would have thrown that in right off the bat i've been like i'm out right so, so the second thing is just in general like it's nice to you know see other people that are really invested in things like star Wars, yeah. like feel like they're rewarded and like as fun as it is to, to shit on things. And I like to shit on most things. Um, <laughs> it's more fun when people like are enthusiastic about something. Yeah, right. And yeah. like, I have like my chats with my different movie friends and they're all into star Wars. And I'm like, have you seen this episode? Have you seen this episode? Like it builds up this hype to something where I'm like actually excited like, to watch something. Watching like when everyone's like excited about yeah. something. I think that's, Again, as fun as you know, there's lots of like YouTube channels where people shit on things yeah. and we have our fun with like the what the fuck yeah. happens. But at the end of the day, like the stuff, the enthusiasm I felt for Marvel stuff, like when they were when they were releasing things and they were running on all cylinders for a while, it, it didn't seem like Star Wars was having that. And things where Star Wars really like gloom and doom and like people were wondering like what was going on. Yeah. But now it seems like Star Wars has excitement again. It's, it's back, back in like it's back in the popular culture. Everyone's enjoying it. And I think overall that resonates with me and makes me go, okay, like I'm excited to watch this stuff because I just like seeing people that are really into something be happy about what oh, they like. I like that you're responding to the fandom of getting something quality and be, you know, and you know, yeah, because like, when we're shitting on it, I, I don't really give a fuck to know what the backstory right. is because it sucks. Right. I'm just like, yeah. well, Good this point. sucks. I agree it sucks. Yeah. I don't care why it sucks. It just sucks. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's like Star Wars has always had some competent shit going on, like like the, like the TV shows, like the animated TV shows. There was always competent and it always had good story and good world building in there. Some of it gets lost in the weeds with a lot of clone episodes that are kind of like, uh, like you know, you, you kind of sift through them to get to the good stuff. Right. But um, they were still competent in, in world building. They were still competent in introducing you to new characters and things like that and showing you different sides of star Wars. And when you go and see these sequels and they don't do that and then, yeah, a lot of people just like lost their fucking, 
the energy for fandom and they they pretty much think okay these corporate people are they're so interested in trying to get new fans aboard that they're just going to abandon what works mm-hmm. because they think that that's the way to do it but when you can actually you have a, somebody like Dave Filoni or, yes, or Favreau that's the difference. kind of get like, yes. okay, it's Star Wars. It doesn't have to be like this fucking thing. Yeah. It could just be about what's interesting about space. What's interesting about, uh, you know, new races, new creeds, new religions, and all these things we can explore. And uh, that, and people are on board with it. People want to know more about things that are interwoven, that there's characters that are, that maybe in, in other shows that they've already tested already. They've already been tested. They're not like throwing some bullshit out there to to fit something. They've already kind of like made something. They know what kind of works. They know that the fans have responded. Like Ahsoka has been a fan favorite for anybody who's watched yep. the show. And she wasn't in the beginning. She was everybody hated her because she was annoying. Oh. But, she was annoying as oh, shit. And then she but she she's hung in there. Yeah. She grew. And Character she grew. eventually fucking you know, she became liked. That's a tough thing to do for a character to like ever get everybody on your side at some point. Yeah. It's great to see that that comes to fruition in the show. And then it's great to see that they're going to double down and make a series out of her. Okay. And that's all because of Mandalorian. It's all about the formula they, they did. And it's all about the fact that they're mining the good stuff and not trying to kind of, do this corporate bullshit where they like, we need to get right. an audience. We're going to yep. just concoct this thing. We're going to check we all the boxes. Ex- yeah. Check some boxes and then like, you know, and whatever. So I think the other thing that helps is you don't have Kathleen Kennedy fucking firing directors midway through fucking shooting the thing. And she's yeah, you like, have a one, you yeah, have one, one guy, guy that's kind of yes. steering the ship yes. and, and, you know, let him and, tell a story, let him do his vision. Yeah. I think, I think especially for the time period that Mandalorian came out, with all of Hollywood essentially being shut yeah. down, Mando was the hero we needed, not the hero we deserved. <laughs> oh, it, it, uh, it, that that is a good point. Like Mandalorian season one was good, yeah, but the fact that it came out now when people literally are just starved for content makes and it then even better. You actually mm-hmm. deliver, yeah, you know, in all the fans' eyes and and you know reinvigorate the universe. It, that, it, that's a huge point. I think that goes without saying. Anthony, let's go. We'll go backwards with you. Give me uh, rate the episode like we do, and then let me know what did you like it better than season one. I will go nine out Whoa. of ten Whoa. for the episode. Nice. Th- they would have nailed it if I, they would have not uh, again revealed his face in the prior episode and would have used better yeah. CGI on, on Luke. Uh, Luke. Mm. But uh, you know, it's it was again can minor I, criticisms for me. Can I ask a, a quick question for yeah. the entire panel here? How would you have taken it if it was Mark Hamill's voice, but they never revealed his face? Like his, mm. like he just stayed. And was, he was and his face was in shadow. That would have been too much of a tease. Uh, oh, that would have been that would have been edging. I, maybe, maybe that would have worked. It might have still worked if you were able to just the, get. The only thing is, Luke. they already set the precedent in Rogue One of yeah. showing the age Leia. Yeah, and Peter Cushing, who was and has Peter been Cushing. dead since nineteen ninety four. So we know they have the tech to do it. No, no, fuck the tech. Like story wise, they decided I'll never like 
a Jedi shows up and takes Grogu away because that's what he asked for. Would we have known was it, it was, Luke? was it. Oh, you, you were saying you, we would hear we, his voice. We would we would know it was Luke by his voice and by the X wing and by R two and the glove and the green lightsaber. We would have all known it. But was But they would Luke. never say it until but, next season but, or later. But they would never, never, ever, they would never say it was If it wasn't for Walking Dead, that would have worked. But that just makes me think of fucking the Negan debacle. And then, because I thought they were just going to tease us. Like, you would see the back of a Jedi, and you'd never find out. And they would make you wait a year. And that would have got people angry. But it would have been like, you got to speculate all year. I did not expect them to full reveal Here's fucking Luke yeah. Skywalker. Now, would it have been different, Anthony, if they had used Sebastian Stan, who looks exact to fucking alike as Mark Hamill, a real person? Oh, man, that's tough. I, I think I saw the argument for like recasting, but that's a lot. A lot of that is kind of what did in Solo is the fact that you had a movie. Another with, guy like the unlike like Superman or yeah. or Batman or, or Spider-Man. Like I feel like these characters are so defined by how they look. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. how Luke, how Mark Hamill looks or is it Mark Hamill? Yes. Mark, Mark Hamill, yeah. Mark Hamill. Um, you know, Leia Voice Harris, of the Joker. Yeah, Horace, Harrison Ford, like how it's just like they are the characters. Solo itself like yeah. with I Heinrich or whatever his name was. Uh, all like, that was a big thing. Like, we're watching young Harrison Ford. It's right. like we're not. Right. But you know, Sebastian Stan legit looks like him like it would be so eerie but, like but it's then you're hold right like if you do that yeah you have to keep finding like if this you want this to be a legacy you, role, you have to keep finding guys yeah. that look like mark hamill Fuck, that's that a good look point. close enough to sebastian like it's very tough yeah as far as the question as yeah. far as the season yes better than season season one. two better rugs give me a number and uh season rank uh number for this i'd probably go nine yeah, yeah that's yeah. the highest score i think i've ever given yeah. anything but i'll tell you why and it's because it as a finale, it does everything it needs to do, right? Yeah. It it closes all, it ties up a lot of stuff, and then now it leaves you with more questions and leaves you with something interesting to go into the next season with. Now, um, what was the other question you wanted to know? My rating, and, and was it better than the, fir- the was first it better season? Than season one. I think because the first season just was very setting up everything. There was a lot of setup now that you think about right? it, yeah. And there was a couple of like episodes that were not as great production wise is this yeah i think the production value on this season was 10 times better absolutely yeah and um just for that i'll put that over all right uh mikey famine uh you want to rate you want to give me a number for this episode and did you think it was better than season one i do think it was better than season one but i judge my tv shows uh no matter their um universe uh based on live bands uh, okay. And I, have, and I have three criteria. Okay. Better. Yeah. Louder. Yeah. Faster. Different. Oh, different. Yeah. It's season I, two yeah. was better, louder, and different. Yeah, it checks all the season boxes. one. Yeah. And that is that is a fucking success, as far as I'm concerned. Nailed it. Ten out of ten. I said it. Oh shit. I did it. Perfect score for Mikey Famine. I'm also gonna Perfect give score. the episode a nine and absolutely season two, the cumulative you know, it is cumulative, but season two uh fucking gave us so much. Uh I yeah. far enjoyed it more than season one. Uh so I just want to finish up with a couple of notes. On Christmas Day, Disney Plus will be uh putting out their documentary, Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, for season two. 
the first season was very interesting is where you learned about the volume and the writing process and you get to see them shoot the show. Uh, so check that out. That's going to be good. And then this rumor, Lucasfilm considering Luke Skywalker series following the return. I just hope they don't get so crazy that like everything that people love, they're just going to spin off. Can you sustain a whole show with CGI fucking Luke Skywalker? You're gonna, no, it's not going to happen. You're going to need Sebastian yep. Stan for that shit. You got this. <laughs> CGI the shit out of it. How wouldn't it be just cheaper to get Sebastian Stan? Nope. The one concern I would have as a fan from the distance is like you had a good thing with Mandalorian. Like you should definitely do more, but they're doing a lot. They're doing more. a lot. They're doing everything. <laughs> like can they like the quality control on this? Like this isn't like Marvel where they have a track record of like good thing year after year. Yeah. Like we ju- we just saw. Lucasfilm fuck things up for yeah. Star Wars fans yeah. not that long ago. Yeah. So, like, don't put the cart ahead of the horse. Like, I don't know. Just a little cautious on that. I mean, I think, like, the same thing with uh, the Bubba Fett show. I'm excited. But, like, okay, you're giving me two shows about Mandalorians now. Is this a little bit redundant? Is all of this? Ne- but uh, it, it is a it is. A- if they can nail it, then, yeah, great. Yeah. Like, more I think, content. I think that the difference is um, in the beginning of the Mandalorian uh, Jin Jaren was on the path to becoming like Boba Fett, right? Becoming a a outlaw, a bad, basically a bad dude that was doing like you know a merc that was doing shit yeah. for money, yeah. and and in the crime syndicate and all that stuff. Now he's not; he's on a different path. He's on the path to figuring out his his identity with the Mandalorian. What is his way now? That what that he yeah. doesn't know. Now, Boba Fett, on the other hand, is a dude who just got back his armor, who just got back basically the symbol. Yeah. Like, basically, that, you know, they're talking about the sword being a symbol, the dark saber being a symbol. Yeah. Well, he just got back his fucking duds. And respect. He's getting back his respect. Yeah. Now, now, now on that same, on that same fucking side of the same fucking coin, <clears throat> the fucking Jawas kept you from getting your fucking armor back. Come on, well, why, man. Yeah, why, didn't well, he, yeah, why didn't he not want the, the armor back before? I don't know. He could have taken it from Cobb Vanth at any time, from Timothy Oliphant. He could have just pushed him. But, I'm, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just he's so skinny. It's a hard push. He's so skinny, fucking Oliphant. Just a good oof. <laughs> he would have been down. But it's, it's definitely something they have to explore. Cause, yeah. But the, the way they portray that character was so badass that yeah. you're like, wait, what? Yeah, when did this Why happen? did he not just do this himself? And, yeah. and I talked and I talked with Imran about this. Yeah. Um, the crate dragon being the escape plan for Boba Fett from Return of the Jedi to um, episode one of season two. Like as soon as they said, oh, crate dragons eat Sarlacc. Great. I was like, oh, maybe that's how he got I, out. I bet you Boba got out that way. And I was like, oh, okay. That, 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 that was like a way of explaining how he got out. But then I just see that shit in a Jawa fucking <laughs> transport. And I'm like, nah, hold on. How did you actually get out? Now I have questions. Listen, those Jawas will swarm you with numbers. Well, I think that's what this book is going to actually yeah. answer some of them. Hopefully we find out how he survived the Scarlet. But you notice his face is all scarred up and shit. Maybe he was semi-digested. But Beskar pr- protects you from all that shit. Maybe he jetpacked out of there. I don't know. And Crate Dragon 8. I don't know. Good stuff. Let's do some quick news from the nation. <laughs> It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. (laughs) 
It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Uh, here's some comments from uh, the season finale from our listeners and uh, group members. Uh, so Rick Martinez, John Campbell, and Chris Williams all confessed to tearing up at the end of that episode. And I can't blame them. It was sad. It was sad. Even fucking Mando had tears in his eyes. Uh, anybody else want to confess to tearing up? Mikey, did you cry? I'm not going to tell you that I cried, <laughs> but I know my girl cried. Yeah, see, it was sad. <laughs> I got the feels, but I didn't cry. I definitely was feeling a little um, uh, roller coaster over the first drop. Like I, I had some tummy emotions, but I did not cry. I got close, man. Let me tell you, I was fucking lit, of course, and I get emotional when I'm like that, and uh, I almost lost it. But uh, really, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it makes you just sensitive. You just, mm. you see, you just cry at things. I don't know. That's the only way I can explain it. Why else does undercover boss make me cry at the end of fucking every episode? I <laughs> I, I don't know. They're fucking bastards. Uh, Johnny, you, you, I, I can imagine you undercover boss and the dude, voice. You just fucking. All right, crying let's take, can we take a sidebar the, here? The, the way, what makes you cry every time? Uh, let's Hell's go. Kitchen. Let every person here. Let's go. Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Hell's, Hell's Kitchen. Oh, Hell's Kitchen. Gordon Ramsay makes you cry. Because those fucking guys fucking take over their fucking business and they stop being shitheads and they <laughs> oh, fucking you mean start kitchen making nightma- money and they can feed kitchen themselves. Nightmares. Kitchen nightmares, you mean? Oh shit! Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes, yes. Hell's Kitchen. That, no, that, yeah. that doesn't make no. anyone cry. Kitchen no. nightmares does make me cry. I will agree. Okay, uh, Anthony, yeah. what do you got? I'm trying to think. Is there like a? Sh- There's not a TV show that I watch that makes me cry. Or a movie you watch every time that makes you cry? Black Panther. Oh, <laughs> Black Panther. No, not, not maybe in retrospect now. Yeah. Uh, I would say the Forrest Gump probably makes me cry. Okay, that's a, yeah, um, that's a good one. She tastes like cigarettes. Yeah, she tastes like cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> this is tough. I, I'd have to think about this. Uh, there's not very many things. Rug, I'd, have to, I'd have to think about it more. Rugs, you got anything? I can tell you the lamest thing <laughs> that you'll all laugh at me for. I will laugh. For almost getting a tear, like getting a tear in my eye. Not crying, yeah. like getting a tear in my eye. Yeah. Is Aunt May's speech to Peter oh, in Spider-Man yeah, yeah. 2. I get, no, oh, that's, good. that's a good one. Actually, I got another one. Yeah. Um, I know this would make me cry, but freaking uh, Littlefoot's mom dying in uh, whatever the fuck that oh, dinosaur Land movie. Before the Land Before Time. Land Before the Time for Dinosaurs. That's rough. That's a rough one. Oh. Past the rock that looks like a long neck. Past yeah. the mountains that burn. <laughs> Oh my god! You no, just that's a tough me. one. Uh, yeah, mine. Of course, like undercover boss was the first thing I think of because the way they edit that shit, and there's always one fucker who's like, "Ah, uh, yeah, I beat cancer last year, and I have no money, and I gotta walk to work." And then he gets like fifty thousand oh, dollars, and yeah. I'm done. I'm just done. I'm in tears. That's I'm like, "Fuck you!" Voice. Okay. The voice does also do that sometimes. Jesus there's, Christ! And the voice is also the cancer ones when there's the singers who are like, "I had cancer and beat it, and now I'm on the voice." I was like, "Oh my god, you got you got to stop." But, Survivor. Does that make you cry no fuck survivor i haven't watched that show in years <laughs> <laughs> fuck it to win it or a minute to win it does that get you no run? no the wall when no, trying to like the same spin effect. fucking how about paper music how about cup? songs do you ever like sing along to songs oh, and then songs get, that and make you get, cry. get emotional oh radiohead uh, radiohead freak okay so you did, i don't know who, i forget who sings this but the one i will remember oh, Sarah McLaughlin. You. yeah the Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. Oh, save the dog commercial that, that's played at like every that's like that that's a song that play, that's yeah, any, a good like, one save a dog or yeah. like fucking you know, like someone dies oh yes, my god it's you're at a memorial or something yeah. when that's playing yes usually it's terrible that's a that's a good one i'll i will confess to that one that'll do it <laughs> uh those are all good stuff that makes Ima- you cry segment. imagine john lennon there's oh that's a good one 
There's a boys to men song, I think, that is, Oh, you know what? A, End of the road sometimes will make me cry. Yeah, oh, that is a sad shit. fucking song. Especially oh, when like fucker. you're graduating high school and your friends are leaving and everyone's splitting up and you're listening to this song. Oh, and that that's not that was the one that's a that is one. That's an obvious one, but the one I was thinking of was Boys to Men, Mariah Carey, One Sweet Day. Oh, see, I'm too I I was out of a oh, yeah. I don't, you don't, you're I don't out. know. You're out. I don't know that. You were out. Somebody I know sing that. it. I don't know that one. I'm not. I can't. I don't think. I, I don't know it. that one. But maybe it'll make. Oh, it and it I know there. you're Hello. shining down well, on hey. me from heaven. Yeah. Well, that it's definitely not the. It is. Those are the lyrics, but it doesn't sound like. You know, that. No, yeah, I can't sing like that. We've lost along the way. Eric, Eric Clapton's "Tears from Heaven," which is a song about like his son who died, and he's singing to him in heaven, and the kid like fell out the window, and oh, it's the fucking shit. saddest okay, thing. It's the saddest song, and the song's really sad. Uh, like you know, would you know my name if I saw you in heaven? Is the fucking lyric? I mean, that's not gonna make you cry. This kid fucking fell out a window, man. Yeah, it's fucked up. Like, and he was a little toddler. He was like a small kid. Yeah. So that always makes me cry. Okay. Anyways, that was great. Great (laughs) tangent. Back to uh, more reactions to Mando. Johnny Gons said, "This is a hard transition." Back to this. Uh, Looking forward, Johnny Gons. Looking forward to all the Luke stories during this time. He force crushed a dark trooper. Not gonna happen, guys. Dude, but him force crushing that thing like a can was fucking awesome. I like like Rugboy just shitting on everyone's (laughs) dreams. All right, how about this one? Blake Braden says, "I'm excited to see how they regain the throne of Mandalore." Admiral Thrawn, Ezra Bridger, Sabine, maybe. And how Ahsoka makes some more guest appearances. I feel like we won't see the child for a little. Maybe we'll get a time jump, uh, five years or so, until the group is in trouble again. The child makes an appearance to save them. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. And then Jose Ibarra, epic geek boner. Geek boner. Then tears. He also teared up. Wish I could say that was the first time crying following a boner. (laughs) Not his first time crying after a boner so good comments most of the time yes that's always happens to me <laughs> can i can i add one more thing that made me absolutely completely melt yes sure all right so i'm gonna be a little vulnerable with you guys oh there we go play the sexy <laughs> music when yeah, i play that when sexy i saw music. when i saw black panther the first time okay. in theaters yeah. the yes. day it came out i'm i'm all the way in the back row i got the fucking dolby subwoofer butt cushion seats the sound is great. The visual is great. Everything's perfect. And then it was that Warrior Falls scene. Yeah. Where they were just um and and this is why I like Mandalorian so much because the same guy who did all the music Ludwig for Ludwig Orenson um, is doing the music. Yes. Yeah, he did the same the same guy who did the music for Black Panther yep. did the music. And that's that's Childish Gambino, Donald Glover. That's his like best friend and producer. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Same fucking dude. Yeah. So when they are fucking doing that huge sweeping um, left to right panoramic uh, scene on the cliff of, of the of the of the everyone represented from each village and everything is so African centric and everything is so beautiful. I was fucking 31 and I have never seen anything so black and so pretty in my entire existence. And it fucking shatters me wow. every time I see it. Every time I really? see it. every time, huh? Shatter that that fucking warrior falls scene where they yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, sh- fucking, it's so colorful. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> I mean that that scene alone probably got them best costume in yeah. that year's yeah. Academy Awards because I think they won that year. Yeah, the colors yeah. and the costuming is great, and it is it's like the most African thing in the movie. I I as a thirty three year old now, yeah. 
I've never seen anything so African and modern and beautiful yeah. and space age. In a big mainstream cool. blockbuster fucking superhero oh, movie. It's amazing. It fucking changed my everything. That's a good one. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. So how do you feel about they're not... Yeah, uh, I was going to ask him that. I think you're going where I'm going. They're not recasting... Yeah, uh, what, the do, what do you think about that? They're not going to recast Black Panther? Kevin they're not said, gonna, yeah, they're, so Chad McBoat, they're not recasting yeah. Black Panther. Well, well... I, I will say this. This is new for us. Just like there's any kind of group of people whenever they're exper- exposed to new things, yeah. they're, they're a bit hesitant, but, uh, there's been 47 Batmans and 300 Supermans. Give them them, give them a little time. Chadwick was very important to us. Um, they're being a bit precious. Uh, but it will it will fade with time, and we will have a new Black Panther. T'Challa is an important character that needs to be in the MCU. I, I think he, he has to be there, and they're going to have to get over this. They can't just hold him. We can't just never have Black Panther again because Chadwick died. Like, right. no, I love him to fucking pieces too. He's he's on my wall. Yeah, it's bigger than one actor. Yeah. Yeah. It's more right. important than one person. I I would agree. I agree with all those things. I think why it's acceptable is the fact that it, like Disney Marvel. Like whoever's making the decision, their their heart is in the right place, so we'll, we'll take it for now, right? Like yeah. they're they're doing this in like with very good intentions to honor somebody. But time. eventually, I do think the the character it's a legacy character. Yeah. We all have to heal. Everyone's gonna heal. Healing and, takes and time. And there should be like another like awesome black actor that yeah. should get the the honor to play this role, like just like Bond, Batman, Superman, like all those iconic like, roles. Like Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, right. they didn't, they, nobody had a problem. That was a him. fucking landmark fucking yeah. role, but. Joaquin Phoenix did it as well. No one was like, "Yo, fuck you, Joaquin!" Right, you right. Fucking that person, bitch. That, they just let him do that it. That person's got big shoes to fill, though. As T'Challa becomes such an important fucking thing now to follow, uh, Chadwick. But yeah, I, ho- I hope they don't. Uh, I hope they don't like. I hope they like find a clever way to write off the character for now without killing the character. <laughs> Mm. Or you know I saying? think if they're not going to have him in Black yeah, yeah, Panther, but too. if you do, if you're doing this multiverse shit, you can just uh, cast another person, pull him from another universe, and now Hell he's yeah. T'Challa here. There you go, same T'Challa. You've he's figured, just over figured here. It out. He's over here now. Kevin Feige sent me a check in the mail for that. That, that Black Panther too, though. However, they start that movie, they're going to probably acknowledge it, and there will be a ton of tears in that oh, theater. Yeah. Oh, or, yeah. If not in the theater, in homes across America on Disney Plus. I was yes. gonna say, I hope yes. they show that one at home because <laughs> yeah. I cannot be in a theater weeping uncontrollably yeah. <laughs> a second time. I've only done that once, and boy was I embarrassed because I was weeping. <laughs> I was so happy and sad at the same time. That was rough for me. Uh, Mikey Fairman, thank you so much. Openly weeped. In the theater. Go ahead, sorry. Right. Uh, Mikey Famine, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, as we close out, Thanks, why don't you give our listeners all your plugs? Where do you want them to check you out? Well, and the quick yeah, we, story. We got to figure out how, yeah, the story. Give us the quick story of how oh, you actually I, got involved with Voice from the Underground. So I did promise them in the pre production meeting. Um, <laughs> we had about, a meeting? Uh, I was trying to, like. Come on, come on. Jesus Christ. Just fake it till you make it, yeah. big guy. All right. So I, they were asking like how I got associated with the voice from the underground podcast, not a voice, right. as Imran mischaracterized us previously. Oh, gee, sorry, the the voice from the underground, the podcast. I didn't name it. I'm just part of it. Um, but I, Haas is a mentor to one of my best friends from high school. So. Oh. Um, he told me that Haas had a podcast. I'm like, oh, cool. I like podcasts. So I checked it out. 
started listening. I listened for about a year and never, I, I mean, I subscribed, I did all the normal shit, but then Dutch fucked it all <laughs> up. He sucked you in. Wait, I have clips of all the guys. I'm very tired of the Tom Brady dick suck fest. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, how did he fuck it all up? What do you mean? He went, he, he spoke against my patron saint of all things hip hop, which is Lupe Fiasco. Oh. And I couldn't take He's it. talking shit about Lupe, huh? He talked shit about Come Lupe. Come on, kick push. And then, Come on. And then he fucked up, like, and then he fucked up the review for fucking Black Panther. Oh. I was like, all right, <laughs> that is enough. <laughs> I've had enough of these assholes. So I was a listener and I fucking hit him up and I was like on Twitter, like, yo, you got this wrong. Lupe did this. Black Panther was this, blah, blah, blah. So then they fucking uh, finally, after three weeks, answered me on a show and they called me Mickey Feminia. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get you. And I was what? so mad that I couldn't <laughs> stop until my honor was unbesmirched. <laughs> Got to know them, came on the show, became good good buds with everybody. And then um, when TJ's uh, workload became a little much for doing his family life and his work life and the show, I offered to step in and uh, help out with some production things, get everything uh, video, get everything how it needed to be for us to have a productive and awesome looking live cast. So, so you you never had your own show? I do have my own oh, show, okay. actually. Wow. Um, I used to, I still have my own YouTube channel. Uh, it's The Deviants, which is my band and my YouTube channel and all my musical and creative things. But even more important than both of those shitty things I just mentioned, The Bin Podcast. You can go to uh, The Bin Podcast on YouTube or patreon.com slash The Bin Podcast and uh, show us some love. Um, it's five of us. We live in Chicago, Chicago, L.A., Chi-town. West Essex, East Essex, London, West England? Essex, England. Holy shit. Yeah. And um, Umia, Sweden. Wow. So, uh, what's the concept? Uh, we wrap up the week's politics. Um, oh. Every once in a while, we find something that's like really piques our interest, and that might take the entire show. Um, we're every Thursday at 2 p.m. Central. I know that's an awful time for people to <laughs> well, everybody's uh, watch us now. live. Oh, everybody's home now. <laughs> yeah, everyone's home then. But I have fucking people in Sweden and in London. So like that's eight and nine o'clock for them. Yeah. It's two o'clock here yeah. and it's noon on the West Coast. That was the best we could figure out. That's a lot of time zones. Uh, it's <laughs> fucking uh, 10 hours between one coast, one person to wow, the other person. Wow. That's so a, we got to we had to figure something that's a out. Cool international. Five people on a podcast. So, despite the fact that we are international and there's five of us on a StreamYards call, there's very little crosstalk. And I think wow. the most appealing thing about our show is that I have no idea how we keep tricking very intelligent, smart people onto our show. Nice. But they see us group of five idiots. <laughs> well, four idiots and then Brenna, who's smarter than all of us. She has a master's. She's a drone pilot. Wow. Um, she's incredible. But us four drunkards and Brenna, we always get these most, these incredibly, like, we've had people from boy bands. Well, we've had two people now that are world record holders, Guinness world record holders. Wow. James O'Brien is slated to come on, a bunch of BBC pre- uh, presenters, uh, poli-sci majors, everything that you can think of, we have them on the show. 
and they just have to deal with us and our ridiculousness. And they all seem to have a great time. That's great. Which is nice. Is this is this was this show were you doing this prior to getting involved with VFU? Correct. Okay. All right. I got TJ right. here too. Let me tell you about Tony. All right, Tony ruins lives. <laughs> so now, now, now I got. I'm going to make a Mikey clip if I when I'm editing this episode. Maybe okay. Oh, have everybody no. on there. But dude, to your credit, you do. You make the stream, the VFU stream, look great. I saw you behind the scenes. Thank you. Working the fucking, making sure everybody's audio is 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 good and working the boxes and the screens in the stream. So uh, I'm just a, just a kid with a dream, man. Yeah. That's all I can so say. yeah, check him out on VFU podcast, and I will put links to all your stuff what, in what the show the notes. Bin? Bro, the bin is like his main thing. No, I will put the links to the main... bin podcast in our show notes yeah. for this is, episode. Is there, is there ever going to be a chance that I can get you three sexy bukkake maiden <laughs> lads onto the bin podcast? I'm down. 2 p.m. on a Thursday? I, I'll make some exceptions. Right. I'm gonna, we're we'll, going to be we'll, opening up and expanding our hours. We'll figure it out. We, I'd be down. I'm work from home. I'm actually free at 2 p.m. on Thursdays. Tell you what. Yeah, fuck no yes. Problem. I cannot wait for this. Stop what I do for like an hour and then go back to it. That's not a big I, deal. I might be able to pull that one. Uh, we appreciate the invite, Mikey Famine, and thanks for hanging out, dude. I, I will be interested. Yeah, last time I was on a show with like more than four people yeah, on, yeah. it was a clusterfuck. Yeah. So if you can manage five an art to it. plus... Yeah. I will be impressed. I might even Bukaki right oh now. Oh my god! So the Europeans are always drunk I'm for pumped. every show. I just yeah, want to throw that too. out there. So trying to wrangle two drunk Europeans with crosstalk over the internet is. But Europeans no are small always feed. drunk all the time. They're, that's just how they roll. It's, they're fucking fantastic. Yeah, because it's like Germany over there, yeah, right? It's, it's like Germany uh, everywhere. What is that? That's what's that Oktoberfest oh. every day in Europe? <laughs> Yeah, the well, beer tastes better. Well, my my main thing is this is our goddamn show, and if we want to show up to a drunk, goddamn it, sure. we pay the bills around you here. Do what you want, and you're not gonna tell you us. Do what you want. Sober up, rugs. <laughs> where can the people find you online? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at really rug boy, where I've made up some new words. Oh, we get it in the vernacular. Let's get those words added to well, Webster's. I, but you know how, like, uh, on Twitch, yeah. they started banning words. Like, now you can't Foggers? say incel. Oh, you can't say incel on Twitch, huh? Yeah, or, or simp. Like, that's a new word that just got born, and now it's gone. Okay. Oh, man. So <laughs> I was like, all right, <laughs> I got to make some new words because. Uh, those were a sta- those were uh, words that were rigorous part of are a big part of my vocabulary. I, know, no, I, I can't I say a simp and, and an incel. You can't I say can't, those. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Give me a new so word. What's my, a new word? My uh, first one is a uh, nose bowler. Nose bowler. Can we yeah, guess like, what it means? That's that's a like a brazen hypocrite that likes to smell their own shit. <laughs> so they put their nose in the bowl and they okay. take a nice swift. Like, I love this right? shit. I'm putting out nose bowler. I like that. I like okay. that. A squilk. A squilk. What does a squilk sound like to you? Uh, uh, anybody want to take a guess? It sounds like a squid that spits out instead of ink, silk. Or milk. Yeah, well, it's, to, me, milk. A, to me, it's a weak person without any backbone. A squilk. So it's very squid-like. Yes, it's like, a... Yeah, so basically, it's a person with no backbone that needs like a group to back them up. That, you just... So on, the, on Twitter, like you're that. like, you're a big fuck because you got all these dudes that's going to come in and, and say shit to like, defend you, but you're really a fucking You kind of just d- described me. Oh shit! And I'm, then a you got, I'm a little And Then you got this is the last one yeah. to throw out there. Okay, it's just a very simple word: a piler. A piler. A p i l e r. Yeah, piler. a piler. You're a piler. You're a fucking a squilk piler. A squ- you're a fucking squilk piler. Look at that. <laughs> and you're a nose piler. bowler too. That nose bowl and squilk piler. So, What's a piler? Yeah, you're a nose bowl and squilk piler. What's a-, a piler is somebody who just 
uh, piles you piles all kinds of excuses or like distractions on top. from the argument when they're trying to fucking talk to you. Oh, that's a gish gallop. A gish yeah, gallop. Exactly. Mikey Famine has what, a word. What about a slunt? Yeah, what Mikey that, Famine. Mikey? What's a slunt? So a slunt. I didn't know that <laughs> Rugboy did this. I have made up my own word. Oh, I only have one. Okay, but slunt, slunt. is my word. Yeah. And it is a slut. Yeah. Who is also a cunt. <laughs> okay. Well, I was. You know what was, I was going to put out there is twunt. Oh, shit. oh yeah! See, that's that's in the same vein. We're on the same Wait, page here. Yeah, What's that yeah. one? Would be a twunt. And I say a twunt is like a twat and a twunt. A twunt. A twunt. Oh, and, and that's basically just the person who ruins everything. Yes, but you can't get in trouble for those words <laughs> no, because they don't, they really. don't really They're exist. Not real. A twunt. Right. That twunt came in and blew up our party. Yeah, it's just like yeah. a party pooper. Yeah, a twunt is someone that's just, that's just like a wet blanket that just yeah. fucking ruins everything. Like you're having fun <laughs> and all of a fucking twunt shows up. Twunt fucking twunt Tyler. comes in and fucking destroys all of the fun. Nose bowling. If, twunt, if the twunt was acting more like a slunt, then I would be happy. The slunt is harmless. See, Oh no! No, the, the slut squilt. is the one who ruins everything, but then sleep with your friend instead of you. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, no, I don't oh, like them. Yeah. Oh. She's just a slunt. These new They're words are amazing. We will definitely petition Webster's Dictionary to add them. I'm gonna call people nose bowlers and squilks nose all the time. Nose bowler squilk. Squilks. Squilk is great. Squilk's a great word. <laughs> that's that's got good um, mouth sounds to yes. it. Squilk. That's got a hard say. That's always funny. <laughs> uh, you fucking squilk! Get out of my face! You fucking nose bowling squilk! Check out, Ru- check out. Ru- <laughs> it's better than fucking Denik, whatever they fucking Dank Derek. Derek, I love Dank Ferrick. Dank Ferrick. Uh, it's got a hard K Listen, in it also. Favreau, get in contact with me. I'll make up all kinds of words for you. Isn't that Ming Na Wan's character? Dank no, Ferrick? that's Fennec Shand is her character. Oh, right, Dank right. Ferrick means like fuck in Star Wars. Oh, right, Thanks, right. Eric. Uh, check out all of Rugboy's words on his Twitter at Really Rugboy Listener. Check out the show notes for this Aren't episode. You happy you asked me about my Twitter. Uh, absolutely. That was uh, amazing. Uh, show notes for this episode, jockandnerd.com slash 361. Well, you will see links to everything we talked about, uh, all of Mikey Fairman's podcasts, how to get in touch, how to subscribe, and of course, most importantly, tell a friend, share the show, post it everywhere, uh, run up to the next person you see, give them one of these. Jockandnerd! And then run away. Uh, and we'd appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. And he's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. He's made up a lot of words on this show. Those Christ. words were amazing. Like Felty, we never Floppy Jock. Floppy Jock. That's <laughs> original. Make, we made all, we make all kinds of words. We have our own lingo. Right. Jock and Nerd. <laughs>